Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pimp Then I'm a kid, rock it up and down your block all right. With a bottle of scotch, all and right. It is Wednesday, May 3rd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny and beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the state of Kentucky and these United States of America. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey today on a Werby Wokes. You notice they, they, they nipped Wokes in the bud pretty quickly here in recent years. People started calling it Wokes a little bit, and then it was like, eh, too controversial. Werby, no. They call it Champions Day, but nobody really recognizes that. But it is the Wednesday of Derby Week, formerly known as Great Steamboat Race Day, formerly known as Post-Position Draw Day, now just kind of... Khalees Yanari's birthday. Kale- that's what we know it as around they here. They six today. Kalaria's birthday. That sounds like a SED. Sorry. They turn how old? Six. Oh, I think it's 16 for a second. I was like, no, oh my God. six, no. <laughs> Happy sixth birthday to Khaleesi and, and Aria. 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 Uh, it's like uh, it's uh, my mom suck. three years to learn the damn name. Was it Aria from like Game of Thrones? Yes, yeah, Aria, though. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Not Aria. Aria. That's Aria. Aria. A-R-Y-A. I'm familiar with the name. I watched the There's entire no, you show. Don't, you don't use the I in there. Aria Stark. Yes. I'm, I'm f- very familiar with it. Really? Yes. You think she's attractive in the last season? Stop. No. <laughs> no. I came across the same theory catching an early episode of Modern Family last night. You've said that before. Yeah. Okay. We, 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 we could stop right there. All right. Uh, we're on the air today. Normal show. Thanks to the Louisville Bats taking care of business Ooh. today. Two in a row for the Bats uh, as they roll to a, was the final 7-4 victory? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Whatever it was, they got done in record time. Storm chasers. More like bad pitch chasers. Yeah, suck it. Um... I, I liked Scoot's text to me. He's like, looking like a normal show for you guys today. I was like, I've been tracking, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I did turn <laughs> it on. He told me knock on wood. I was like, I don't think you know what that phrase means. <laughs> I turned it on at one. It was like already the sixth inning. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got, we got no problem today. We'll yeah. be on. This is the first normal show we've had, three to six, home base, no technical difficulties, knock on wood there, uh, in like five weeks. So, <laughs> so it feels good. 
appropriately, there's nothing really happening to talk about. It's a nice day out. It's a beautiful day, which makes it even less appropriate that we're on the air doing this from, from 3 to 6 today. But we will— uh, No one else is here. Well, God, there's been nobody here all week. Even Bill. Bill's always here. He's not here. That's a good point. He hasn't been here. Yeah. Does everybody just take Derby Week off? Apparently. They're prepping for a, uh, a, a telethon, probably. Well, they're probably having like a Werby outing without us. Like, leave those losers back at the stage. Hey, there's a giant party they're having right now. Probably. <laughs> it's like a big X day at the races. They're We're in like, the house behind <laughs> us right now just having a ball. Like, we didn't know it today. That, like, the seventh race is actually called the Big X. Like, they're all there. They're, like, in the winner circle. <laughs> Troy's riding a horse. We just don't know about it. We're like, oh. Well, I want to. <laughs> I thought it was just a, a you guys thing. I didn't realize we were not invited. He steals my horse ride. Uh, but we have, we have, we will get, find some things to talk about today. We, we will uh, talk about the yeah. Jeff Brom continuing to kill it on the recruiting show and the national reaction to that. Uh, we will share some more Derby thoughts as the week goes on. And, of course, we'll hear from you on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. A reminder, Thornton's hooking you up with 89-cent fountain drinks of 32 ounces or smaller. Best deal going in the city. Gigantic drink. Less than a buck. Fuel up. It's Derby week. It's a long week. You, you want to make it to Sunday in one piece. Thornton's can help you do that. And while you're at it, download that refreshing rewards app. It's going to save you money at the pump. I've got to go to Thornton's when I came. I, I, this has never happened to me before. The gas tank went all the way down to zero. As I pull, as I coasted in here, uh, it was on, it just says like refuel. I always kind of wondered if it just went to zero and stayed there. Because you know they give you like, it's like a 10-mile grace period if you run well, out of gas. When the light comes on, usually like 30 or 40 miles. Right, well, see, but like I, I've got one of those cars where it counts down the actual miles. Okay, yeah, it says yeah, yeah. like you know you've got five miles left till empty, mm-hmm. and I've never actually gotten it down to zero until today. As I was pulling in cool, to you, school here, it was like re, it's like refuel now, and I was like, okay, I've got it. You, you did a Kramer. I did, but I will go right to the Thorntons uh, right over here. It was because uh, I had it planned out correctly. I had just enough for you know school for Virginia, and then getting here, and then I was going to have like five six miles left, and I'd be able to fuel up after I left here. But then we'd take John to the doctor today, and that threw a wrench in those plans. And Mary, and Mary never checks the gas. She's got no, she never has any idea what it's on. So I'm like, I'm getting ready to leave. I'm like, I'm assuming you just, you didn't fuel up the car. She's like, is it close to being empty? I'm like, there's like three miles on it right now. So yes. <laughs> We're not getting out of the driveway. <laughs> I may not make it there, but thank you. You but couldn't she, even do a mini marathon. Yeah, you couldn't. Uh, she, she, uh, so she took John to the, the doctor. He's doing okay. Um, but that, that kind of Good. threw a wrench in those plans. But I will go to Thornton's after this. I will fuel up using my refreshing rewards card, and uh, I'll feel good about it. But if you want to do that, make sure you text us right after at 502-414-1450. I'm kind of jealous. I've never gotten I've only gotten as low as like six miles, six or seven miles, I think, maybe. I've never gotten it below five. This is the first time. Like, I've always, because ever since, every, every time, I always think of the Seinfeld episode. But I, I've always kind of wanted to try to, well, I, I, I wish I could have been in your shoes. I, I want to coast in right at zero. I've run out of gas once before when I had a car that, the, the gas gauge didn't work, so I didn't realize I was that low. And I used to just count my miles, and I just one day I just, you know, forgot. Yeah, I, I've coasted in before where, like, I'm pretty sure my tank was empty and, like, I was hitting gas and, like, nothing was happening. That was, like, when I first started driving. <laughs> yeah. But this is the, yeah, this is the first time where I've gotten the actual number down to zero. I mean, it's easier to do with the, like you said, with the new gauge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Back in the day, you were just, like, you're risking it. Plus, especially with Illumina, where it would just go from, like, three quarters of a tank to, like, a quarter of a tank out of nowhere. It was, yeah. like, I was like, is this? They ain't even functioning. Like I said, you have the light. Like mine doesn't have the numbers on now. It has the light, but I've looked it up. Like I said, when light comes on, you have thirty-five miles. Yeah, that's what that's what everybody says. Yeah, I guess I don't know if that's exactly. so. You're saying that's not true. The internet lied to me. You never know for sure. <laughs> you, you never know for sure. I've always trusted the internet. <laughs> um, why well, don't go to Chinese restaurants? <laughs> let's start with this. 
I watched an hour of Shallow Hell last night. Oh, and the Kraken won. The Kraken did win. Is that because is that why you started watching it last night? Because the Kraken put the crack down on Dallas. No, I was. My NBA picks are starting to get eerie. I know. It's like I called. Um, You're like nine and ten and one. More than that, because I won my first like nine games before I had a single loss. But now I'm getting like I called the Sixers as ten point dogs winning straight up last night or two nights ago. I called the Lakers as four and a half point dogs winning straight up last yeah. night. I called the the Knicks to win, but the Heat to cover the spread. The spread was six and a half. They the Knicks won by six. I, I'm paying. I'm not even watching half these games, <laughs> and yet somehow I don't. I don't know what's going on. This is there's something weird happening. But I could have quit my job now at this point, or at least one of the jobs, based on my NBA winnings. And I, I feel like this is a this is a missed opportunity. Well, this is why I called you last night. I had to go up to the OG studio to do something last night. And that's why I texted you and was like, hey, just, what, I'm curious. What are your thoughts on tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday, Saturday's games? Ride the hot hand. I feel good about the uh, the Suns on Thursday. A little, I, and I, or Friday. I put some money on it. Yeah. Was that or, Thursday? It's uh, Friday. No, it's Thursday. It's, 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 uh, it's, is there no game on Friday? Because tonight's Sixers and... Uh, it's Thursday, yeah. Okay. So that's Thursday, the, Suns, Nuggets. So then there's no game on Friday. Then. Friday is Knicks Heat and Warriors Lakers again. It's, it's the same games as last night. Oh, I was thinking that was on Saturday. My bad. So they'll go. Yeah, they'll go. And then tonight is. Oh, no, this is. I'm, I'm looking at the wrong. I'm, and tonight's my. The calendar's tonight. wrong here. I'm looking at the a week ahead. Uh, Friday is Celtics Sixers and Suns Nuggets. Thursday okay. is Lakers Warriors, and then tonight is Sixers Celtics. So yeah. just one game tonight and tomorrow. And then two on Friday night. Tonight's Boston's minus 10. They were the other night, too. That's true, yeah. That's because Embiid didn't play, right? I've got minus eight now. Okay. Yeah, is what I'm looking at. But I, so I, I didn't watch any of the, the Kraken. I didn't watch any of the NBA. I did fire up Shallow How. I watched it on the computer. I'm looking forward to this. You, you texted me and told me it was an awfully funny movie. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> you, you said, I said, I all. think, what was your exact text? I can, I think I almost peed myself in laughter. What was my exact text? I think it was. I think it was more the shock of I Tony think it was, Robbins. My God, this movie is awful. Funny. I, I mean, <laughs> it's not good. There's no other way to say it. Oh come on! It's not a good. I said this is a truly awful movie. It was my text to you. Well, before it was, I can't believe Tony Robbins is such a prominent role. The, I mean, let us not just gloss over the fact that the entire premise of the movie. Is that Tony Bleeping Robbins yes. has superhuman powers. Yeah, and banana hands. Also, <laughs> the laziest writing of all time. How do we get these two people to have a conversation? Oh, broken elevator, of course. Oh, you are so I love how you you're it's so predictable. It's not predictable, it's just lazy. It's like oh else they gonna get stuck in together. I mean the exactly what, what, what do you want them in line at the DMV? Yeah, do something. Do something different than the. Well, old, we're not moving for an hour. How about we have a chat? The old broken elevator trope. Uh, but he's yeah. Name another movie where that's used. Friends, the show Chandler gets stuck in oh, there. Come on, you're using a show that went twelve years. Of course, it's going to use that at one point. Exactly. All Mr. the buildings. All in. the more reason not to. Yeah, TV shows that get tired because they went twelve. Seasons, I, all the more reason not to have an excuse. But for you're using naming a movie. TV's not movies. What you said? It's in a movie trope. I, I said to. it's a trope. Oh, okay. Anyway, go on about your your complaining about how Tony Robbins is is an evil man. No, he's not an evil man. It's just <laughs> why is Tony Robbins in the movie? I always think of Tony Robbins when I see every time I see the movie, I think of the Family Guy. Like Tony Robbins, hungry. <laughs> he does have that face. He does. <laughs> so so you got about halfway through. So where did you get? What point did you stop? 
I've left it. Uh, Hal has just gotten his. I feel. I can't believe I'm talking about. I this. love this. Though. Hal has just gotten his promotion at work. Oh yes, yes, yes. From the you know, his girlfriend's uh, father. Yes. Who of course he you know, he's, his girlfriend's winds up her dad winds up being his boss. Because yeah, yeah. How else could this possibly Mr. work? Shanahan. But he, and he's got great ideas. He's a diamond in the rough. Oh yeah, yeah. But they don't recognize him until he starts. Until he finally gets the audience. Yeah. And so now he's just been promoted. He's going to work directly under Shannon. It's literally paused on my computer right at that scene because I don't want to lose the place because, God forbid, I, I, I pick up the plot you're later. you're into it. You want to know what happened. I've got to find out what happens. <laughs> so, but do you, do you know if he got the promotion or not? Yes. He's working directly under Okay, he did get Mr. okay. Shannon. Has, I, he, has he met his coworkers yet since the promotion? No. This okay. this just happened. He just shared his good ideas, just got the promotion. Ah, okay. Yeah, All yeah. Is, this is the at the halfway point of the movie. This is the everything's great. Which means we're taking a left turn here sometime pretty soon. This relationship's going to go sour. Hal is going to some something bad's going to happen. He's going to have to win Gwyneth Paltrow back, <laughs> Rosemary, and he's also probably going to lose his power and come to terms with the fact that she's not extremely attractive. But at the end, I believe, I believe he's going to be okay with that because she's such an inner beauty. Now you've been through the montage, right, where she she jumps in the pool and everything. Yes, yes. I I, I'm sorry. How do you not laugh when they're canoeing? <laughs> I think I can honestly say you had to chuckle in their canoe. I think I can honestly say there was not a legitimate laugh for me the entire movie. Chuckle? No. Oh come on! There were parts of the movie where I was like, "Okay, Jack Black, he's endearing," but like, there has not there has not been a single legit laugh for me so far. An hour into this movie, I think of a hundred words to describe Shao Hao and Jack Black's character. I don't think endearing was the, just the actor. Like, I, I enjoyed Jack Black back in the day. This is like classic. Early 2000s Jack Black. Every now and then he has a little line. I'm like, yeah. Or only popular Jack Black version. Pretty much. <laughs> and, and, but it's, it's, you know, like Jason Alexander? Not really. Not oh, in this come movie. Come on. What, I mean, what, what's to like in this movie? He's awful. <laughs> also, is, like, is he have a wig? Is he have fake hair? What's no, going on there? Gotta... <laughs> I'm assuming it's going to come off at some point. Yeah, see, look, yeah. you're into it. God help you, you're into it. I, I lost a bet. I told you, I, I make good on my you're bet. You're intrigued to know what's going on with Jason Alexander's hair. He looks like he's got the like, spray on hair, like the Carlos it's, Boozer stuff. Like that's, it's, I'm assuming that's going to come off at some point. But uh, it's it's a truly god-awful movie. I can't believe that the Avalanche have done this to me. <laughs> how, how can you, we're going to the Beatles reunion. <laughs> have you seen that part, right? Yeah. With, I, with the hot girlfriend. Jason Bar- Jason uh, uh, Jason Alexander's hot girlfriend that he doesn't want to date because she has a toe. The toe that- injury. I've seen yeah. her yeah, when they show up at the park. Ever since that movie, I've noticed my toe is the same way. My, my second toe is longer than my big toe. I feel weird. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's, it's a bad movie. I've, it's I've, not bad. I've got less than an hour left. I'm more than halfway through. I'm 57 <laughs> minutes in exactly, which means I've got, I think, 54 minutes left to go. I love it. Are you going to watch again tonight, or are you going to wait for the Kraken Stars game again? I don't know. So we've got, um, we're going to Jocktails tonight, the party at the Ice House. We're going to have dinner and then go there. I don't know how late we're going to be back. It's probably not going to be, like, too crazy. It's not going to be, like, the old, the old days when we were staying there real late. But um, like, I don't know how much I'll have. And plus, we've another like John got up last night. I'm not sleeping enough, so I told you like as I started the movie, I was like, "And John's crying." Like 20 minutes into it, John rescued me from the, like the first 20 minutes of that film. But uh, <laughs> rescue, one to watch along. So I, mean, I, I don't know, but if I don't get it done tonight, I didn't expect you to watch any of it. When you told me that, when you said I'm watching, I'm like, "Sweet!" And like two minutes later, John's crying. I'm like, oh, I, I can't. I'm like, I'm getting excuse. He's not going to watch. It. Well, at that point, I was like wide awake after I finally got him oh, down, okay. and so it was like it was like 1 a.m. and I'm like, ah, let's just yeah, fire that. I was like, let's just watch this. Until we go to sleep, and yeah, I, I could not fall asleep. He texted me at like 1:30. I was watching Biodome. You did tell me. I that, was yeah. like, I watched the Kraken game. 
By the way, great game. I, I didn't even, I forgot the Kraken game was on until I got the little, for once in my life, those ESPN texts actually paid off. Like, usually they're just annoying, right? I, yeah, I never get them. I, I, get, I, hate, I don't even know why. I, I, mean, I want to, like, stop getting them, but it's like, you know, canceling a prescription. A, a subscription. It's like, I can't get rid of them. But, like, I got it's, the one. It's a lot easier than that. You, you, you would think. It's a, it's a I changed my number. They still send it to me. <laughs> I don't know how they found it. It's, it's unlisted. But I, as I got the one yesterday, it's like, we're going to overtime. Kraken and Stars. I'm like, sweet. So I did get to watch overtime hockey and the Kraken. Coming back despite up 4 nothing and giving up a 4 nothing lead. Came back and won the game in overtime. It was awesome. It was, it was exciting. Yeah. Then I watched a Biodome. And then I watched uh, a very kind of under. Here's another underrated one for you. Just Friends. With Ryan I've, Reynolds, I've and seen it. Amy Smart. Okay, I do kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I'm, I don't remember much about it. I remember watching it and liking it. It's only worth watching just to see Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit sing all for one. Ryan Reynolds is great. He's and it's very early Ryan Reynolds day. I mean, it's before he got popular. I guess it was right after he started doing the two girls and a pizza or whatever. Remember the TV show he started off in? I don't think I knew that he was in that. He started off a TV show. I never two, watched two it. guys and a two guys, two guys and a girl in a, a pizza place. Yeah, that was his. That was his very first uh, introduction. I remember the show. I don't remember that that he was on it. Yeah. I just saw now a fifth horse has died at Churchill Downs since last week. Ooh. There were like three yesterday. Now a new one. Well, uh, another that, horse was just uh, injured in the the fifth race at Churchill. Loot the moon. What on average fifth horses horse. pass at Churchill Downs in a year? I not this many. This is not. I like good. I had this conversation before though, but not with you, but with Roush in the past. Yeah, this is this is not good. Um, but. I was watching. Yeah, one's probably too many. It's like one thirty. I can't sleep. I know I've got to like, like I've got to get sleep because we have big days ahead of us. And I, I'm watching Shallow How, and I'm like, this is how this is how Trevor lives every day. Trevor's life. I'm like, like this is legit. Trevor's every night. <laughs> if you had, if you, if you halfway through, you heated up some old, uh, some leftover hamburger helper like I did, you would have been living me. I did not do that. I did oh, not. I did. did not eat in the middle of the night. I, I, I ate about a half a sl- half of uh, half a slab of. Uh, Thin mints and, and uh, some leftover hamburger helper around 4 a.m. Good lord, the Thin Mints Hamburger Helper company. Oh yeah, what, I, why do you think I told you before we came on the show? I'm, I got some heartburn. Oh my god, I ate like four tums today already. I need to. I, I meant to bring them with me, but that was that ended up being a humbling Tuesday night at the Rutherford household. That sounds like a fun Tuesday night. Fumbling. <laughs> you, you love Shall How. I do not. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you the movie poster for your for your house. We'll see how the final hour is. <laughs> Maybe it's gonna surprise me. Your dissipation is killing you. Really you got to know what happens once he got his promotion. Your I, favorite character is the guy that walks on his hands, isn't he? Uh, the, yeah. He, no, <laughs> that part's very cringy as well. <laughs> it's an awful, awful. Like, I never understood. That's the one. I'm like. What? What hell is this guy? <laughs> it's, it's none of it makes sense. Yeah, I don't think it's a real disease, right? <laughs> it's it's so bad. It's so terrible. I uh, love it. I love uh. <laughs> so, how old my friends and I are getting on Friday? Speaking of cringy, on Friday night, like we were at that balloon glow thing, and one of my best friends, he's got a kid now. He he had a, a child before any of us. Like it was one of those where it was like we're still very young. I'm like, oh my god, like is he gonna be okay? Like how are we going to handle this? We're 23 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Um, so he his son now is is 13, I think, and he's like he's he's bigger than us. Like his voice is now deeper than Jim's. Uh, he's a ba- he was on that J Town team that won the world championship last year. He's very good at baseball. Good. But like I'm sitting talking to him, and uh, 
Jim, my buddy, who's his dad, brings up like he's like he's like oh he's like yeah Rutherford he's like Mike uh, you know he's he's boys with Harlow or something Jack Harlow or something like that and, like it's like he knows yeah all this stuff he just says it and so I see Jim at the other party we go to last weekend he's like yeah when I got home Ben came over and he's like hey dad you know when you were talking to your friend Mike and you were like you're boys with Jack Harlow that was so cringy dad so cringe I'm like we have our our kids now telling my friends that uh that, that they're cringy is cringy cool again. No, cringy's bad. Well, I mean, but cringy, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to use. Oh, it's yeah. It's, it's been it's been cool. It's been in the. It's never it never went away. Okay. And then my but Danny, who I do the podcast with, his son Cam, who's eight, told him that he was sus a few weeks ago. He was what? Uh, oh, that's sus. I don't. I don't. That that one's dumb. I'm not a big fan of that one. I'm sorry. You like cringy because it was like a thing when we were like in third grade. Yeah, I was thinking. It also reminds me of crunchy. Reminds me of Cinchy. Remember when things were Cinchy? No, I don't remember Cinchy. Uh, I, I was crunchy. If a test was easy in like second grade, it oh, was yeah. Cinchy. I now I, 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 I see. I don't like sus, but I would go with mid. I'm okay with mid. That's because it's a drug, it's a drug term. Well, that too, and then, yeah. I don't know why I was flipping through the reels last night. I don't. Do you remember Mad TV? Of course. I never really watched it when it was out, but you just you just telling me this story kind of reminded me of this little one of the reels I went through, and they were doing a skit where they were talking about how. Uh, White people keep stealing the black people's slang, uh-huh. and they go through like this. The, the girl actor, I can't remember her name. She goes like this great chart of how we keep creating it, and they keep stealing it. It's like we went with cool and groovy, and then and they go and back to cool, and it's that's that all that all that in a bag of chips. So this is the bomb yeah. in the house <laughs> in the, his house. Yes, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think it was, it's also a, like a Family Guy thing. Is it? But it was a funny skit. It maybe you talking about the words, and I just made me think about that. Yeah, how we've gone through all these. Back to cool. <laughs> it's very true. It's 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 very true. Is cool the one slang word that has like lasted the longest through time? Probably. I think cool has always been like it's always been a, a classic. You can use it and not be like uncool. I guess right? Yeah. I mean cool was started what like eighties maybe? Because we had like when I was in high school or, or grade school, it was like, like tight was a big thing. Tight's not a thing tight, anymore. Yeah. I now tight was tight was around in, in, in back in my high school days. Not well that would have been your grade school days, I guess. Like that's so. sick. Yeah, it's like not. I don't think that's a thing anymore. But yeah, cool's a cool's timeless. The one I always hated was Joshin. I never. I always thought that I was think, a dumb. I don't think Joshin was around when I. You was. never heard somebody? I'm just Joshin you. Well, yeah, just Joe. I, I'm familiar with that like my mom used it. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not gonna say. Yeah, I'm probably close to your mom, but I mean, uh, I hate it. I used to hate when people say that. Like I never, I never. None of my friends ever said. I didn't hear it until I started hanging out with my friends in Ohio. Like that's the ones that were like using it when I when I was, when hmm. I was younger, like when I'd go up to Columbus and Dublin and things. Yeah, and like, they were they they would use it. And I'd just be like, "Who's Josh?" <laughs> it took me a while to like catch the drift. I'm like, "Who's Anthony? Who's, Who's Anthony? Anthony? Who's Anthony?" <laughs> Mary's My on, drummer. Mary's on a work call when I was upstairs in the bathroom like a couple days ago, and she was like, "Well, send that over to Anthony." And like the way she said it, I just kept being like, "Who's Anthony? <laughs> Who's, Who's Anthony?" Who's Anthony? <laughs> So I don't know. I don't. Was there, was there like? Cause that one always bugged me. I mean, as I've gotten, you know, now I'm older. Some of the newer ones annoy me just because of age. But like, was was there like one that you just like refused to use when you were a kid? That you just thought was stupid. Um, there had to have been, and now I can't remember. Like, I mean, I normally I'd use like crunchy, and you know, I never said they all. I had a bag of chips thing. I'd probably never use that as much, but it was it was not. popular. I would hope not. Yeah, it was kind of just corny. Even even when you're young and you think that you don't realize that something's corny, you just it still seemed corny. Yeah, I can't even remember. I, I I'm I'm seeing now, 
it's so it's Champions Day at the track. We, we said it's they, they don't acknowledge Warby, but they're honoring it's the 50th anniversary of Secretariat, right? Greatest horse that ever lived, according to a lot of people, most people. Was it 73? Yeah, it's 50 year anniversary. Okay. So I'm seeing all these pictures of Secretariat and the owner. And I don't know if I've told this story on air. I, I I think I've told it somewhere before. But so Penny Chenery, Penny Tweedy back in the day, the owner of Secretary who became, if you've seen the movie, she's Elizabeth, uh, whatever her name is, the, the actress plays her. Never seen, I never saw the movie. So she, in her later stages of life, she dated my grandpa for a, a while. My grandpa and her dated, uh, he passed, he was, he was a writer here locally, uh, John Ed Pierce. He hated the fact that she was more famous than he was. I think that's why the relationship didn't last. But so he passed in 06. And she came to the, the visitation, uh, the wake, and she told my mom at the visitation that he was, quote, a terrific lover. And my mom was like, Cleaver letters. <laughs> my, my mom was like, thank you. I don't, I, I, I'm not sure how to respond to it. I'll, I don't want to remember him this way, but but thank you. So that was the, every time. She didn't I, go into detail, did she? No, that was it. That, <laughs> that was all that she said. So every time I see like Penny Chenery or Penny Tweedy, I'm like, oh, my, my, my grandfather's ex lover. I'm glad he made her so happy. More props to your grandpa there. <laughs> I don't think she was the only one. Uh, but that was, I, I can't take it. Every time I look at it, it's all I can think of now. Now that's all that, I'm going to think about. It's that moment at the wake. My mom was I like, didn't, I didn't even know this until now. I didn't even know who the owner's secretary was, but if I ever see the movie again, I'm be like, huh. That's, that could have been that could have been Mike's grandma. My my grandpa. <laughs> yeah, it was it was late in life. They both were in, in their latter stages. They were they were older at that point, but it was a it's always a good story. Even more power to Paul Rutherford. <laughs> I saw Kentucky Derby. They also their official accounts been tweeting out. If you had a, a horse in the Derby, I would name them. It's like tell us your ideas, and everyone's doing. And I was like, I'd always said I always said I'd name my horse balls. <laughs> go balls, go. Just just balls, just. Just he's really whipping him, getting squeezed on the rail. Just I always thought that would be the funniest name. What would you name your derby horse? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to think, but I'd want something obviously that sounds so inappropriate when you yell it down the stretch that it, it would probably get the FCC mad at us. That big one. That big- <laughs> Come on, that big. There goes that big one. <laughs> like that. something, something a turd. <laughs> That's good. Here comes the turd down the ground, around the third, on the turd. I saw the that same account, which has not blocked me for saying that I'd name my horse balls yet, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> they have blocked you by now, I'm sure. I mean, probably, yeah. That was, yeah. What do you want me to say? They um, they had a thing, a picture yesterday. I meant to send it to you, but it's like Lord Miles looking so regal. And it is a beautiful horse. Oh, the, gonna, This is your derby Is pick. he gray? Uh, no, he's not. Okay. He's dark. He's very dark. That's all right. Uh, he is, but but he is a good-looking horse. He's very regal. He's working out well on the backside this I week. I love it. How's Paco doing? Paco's doing great. He's, a, he's doing riding some horses this week. He's, he's doing great. Keeping the weight down. Keeping the weight down. Yeah. And then right below that tweet, I saw, because are you aware that there's a, a rider strike happening in Hollywood? I, I, is it official now? Yes, it's happening. This is the second one in like five years, isn't it? Well, second one in, in like 15 years. Has it been that? I thought but like the other one was that. It was 07. Was it and the only reason I remember time? that is because I remember all the shows. And the tweet right below that was, the last time there was a rider strike, Jesse Plemons killed a guy, and he'll do it again. And there's a picture of of Landry from Friday Night Lights, like staring at the camera, because that was the the bad the bad season was all the writers quit. 
Ah, uh, okay. Now, was that the season that made me quit Friday Night yes, Lights? Yes, that's why the second season oh, was so okay, far off yeah. the rails. All the writers left. The season sucked. They ended it early. And I knew they weren't the only show. There were several shows that just took, took, took a big hit because of that strike. And then the last three seasons of Friday Night Lights are great. But I, I saw that. I was like, these are two tweets very relevant to Trevor's interest back-to-back there. That is. That's a very good point. Yeah, because I never did. It was. It made me so mad. I never got past it. Yeah, you got to get past it because the last I'm three seasons. Try. The last three seasons are great. But Maybe the second one, and they just uh, you should have put that on the bed instead of me walking the poor big four bridge. Well, I mean, you should watch Friday. Night. You, like you, you would like the last three seasons. And the good thing is they just kind of ignore everything that happened in season two. They're just like most of it. There's like let's forget. Like, dream. Santiago never heard from again. Well, it's the exception like, of the kid being born, right? Oh like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Gracie, he, Gracie's still around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't get it. Kids. Remember that kid you had? Uh. <laughs> I mean, they do they do that in some shows. They're, they're no, shows. they have. Of course, sitcoms have done it more. They're often like, than don't I worry have. about it. Uh, all right, we got. What go kid to... are you talking about? <laughs> we got to go to break. When we come back, we're getting some actual sports stuff. A little football. Oh. The Jeff Brom national love continues to build up. We'll talk about that. Maybe take some texts from you guys as well at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Is she really going out with him? Is she really gonna take him home tonight? Is she really going out with him? Because if my eyes don't deceive me, there's something going wrong around here. I'm not aware of too many things. I know what I know. Welcome back in Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, the Big X. Shenanigans are afoot in SEC baseball. Oh, no. Ohio and New Jersey sportsbooks have now both been instructed to halt betting on college baseball games involving Alabama today as regulators in Ohio continue to investigate suspicious wagering that occurred on last Friday's Alabama LSU game. Wasn't me. Rutrow. 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 We got SEC teams fixing games down there. So you said Alabama and Tennessee, right? Alabama, LSU. Oh, LSU, okay. I was, I was going to say, because if it's Tennessee, I can see them maybe pulling some, uh, doing something last year with Notre Dame and, and, and throwing points. Two big time programs. I mean, first of all, I, 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 I call BS on this. There's no way in the history of these schools, Alabama and LSU would ever break a rule. They, it would be landmark, untrue to their character. Yes. I mean, now granted, it has been, man, no, no, no. It has been about four or five years since Alabama cheated. It's, they're about due. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, but it's baseball. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's the sad part. Like, at what point, I mean, how low are you willing to get? I mean, it's more low than the sporting low. I mean, they had basketball players killing people. Like, this is, you know, it, it's, that's their scandal for this year. But that's not cheating. That's just sleazy ethics. It's frowned upon. It's, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if that counts. I don't know if that'll work, but. I mean, didn't Alabama once pay a player to, like, rat out Auburn? Probably. Or was that the other way around? I, I think. assume so, yeah. It was one of them. I can't remember. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. We'll take some text here before we uh, turn our attention to a little football talk. Texture says, 
I can't believe the show started on time. That's the first text that we got today at 3.02. <laughs> you, you and me both. Yeah. We did it. And again, it's the least newsworthy day that we've we've had all these commitments the last two weeks. We've had all this stuff to talk about, and it's like this is legit the least newsworthy day we've had over the last probably two and a half weeks. And it's the one day that we're on time and we have a full show, with the exception of you know your movie watching in my Seattle Kraken. This is true. That's all. We, that's I all we despise got. Despise Dallas. Texas is Tony Vanetti okay? I don't know if this is did for Tony, us. Did Tony do something? He's turned into a get off my lawn guy out of nowhere. One of those chronically online people who thinks the world is ending. I don't know if that's directed at us, but. Or is it asking me if I'm hanging out with him more or something because of this? <laughs> is that what they're saying? <laughs> Trevor, are you and Tony like BFFs now? <laughs> is Tony listening to the show and has Trevor rubbed off on him? Well, I mean, uh, I haven't hung out with Tony in a long time, so I don't think. Uh, I never saw Tony as a, as a get off my lawn guy. I haven't honestly listened. I haven't either, but I just, I don't know. It just would surprise me a little bit. I mean, he's getting old. He is. It happens for, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, I'm not saying it's not impossible. I just, it has been a while since I've listened. You're right. So, I mean, maybe he has taken that turn. I know that his son went to college. So he's, you know, once those kids go to college, you just, I remember there was one time where like between my freshman and my sophomore year, I was talking to my dad on the phone. And I was like, I feel like dad aged like five years in the last two months. Like it just, it, it just happens. <laughs> You see that happens after the kids are born. Yeah, and he'd already had two kids go to college. So you think it would have already happened. Texture says, um, where does Trevor get off correcting someone on name pronunciation? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but. Texture says, hey, Mike. It's think- my dog. I'm going to be defensive. Texture says, hey, Mike, I think you accidentally outed Matt Jones' address in the podcast. Well done. No, I just, he he said it himself. Like, that's his car. It's, it's like his, they were shooting like his backyard. I don't think he actually lives there, though. Yeah, I mean, I think his house was around there at one point. Yeah, I mean, he might still own the property, but I don't think he actually lives there anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't actually tell you where he, he lives, so. No. I don't I can't. If I wanted to out him, I couldn't. There was somebody one time who was like, hey, man, do you are you familiar with poop senders? <laughs> There's a company, poopsenders.com. You can send poop to, like, people. They, they it's like, like the Eric Cartman company that's Basically, <laughs> it's, it's a real thing, but, like, you can, like, send poop to people's houses. Like, you can pick different, like, it's like elephant poop, rhino poop. They've got, like, different poop specials. Can I get the one from Jurassic Park when Good, uh, Jeff Goldblum's like, that's one big pile of bleach? There's a lot of different, but, like, somebody <laughs> texted me, they're like, do you know Matt Jones' address? And I was like, no, and I'm not going to give it to you even if I did. But he's like, we want to send poop senders to him. And I was like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. But then I did find out what poop senders was, and we did send it to, to one of my friends who, who moved out of town. Uh, which was why would you do that? He just was, we were drunk at dinner. I was like, I was like, let's send, let's send it. Our buddy, I'm, our buddy had just moved out of town. I was like, let's send poop to his new house. And he was like, the next, like the next week, he sends it to all of us. He's like, oh my god. He's like, he's like, we may have to leave. He's like, I don't know. He's like, somebody. He's like, there's no return address. There's nothing on this envelope. It's just a bag of poop. Okay, I got so many. We have not here. told him to this day we, that it was us. Twenty minutes in this hour, we might have enough time here. Okay, poopcenters.com. I still get emails from poop centers. <laughs> They're like having an explosive Fourth of July with our explosive poop sale. It's great. Like, how much? I mean, what, what kind of price range are we talking for poop here? Oh, it's more than you think. <laughs> than you think. Because I mean, how am I the one that gets crap? No pun intended. For not picking up dog poo, and you're over sending it to your friends. Uh, poopcenters.com is the website. It's uh, they're still in business. Oh yeah, they're, they're thriving. <laughs> it's, it's it's a bear. <laughs> so the cheapest you got is cow dung, which is $17.95. $18 to send some cow poop? Elephant crap is $19. Gorilla poop is 20 And then a combo pack is 45 Okay, first of all, I mean, 
How do we know this is just not like three frat dudes sitting in a basement? It might be pooping into a into a bag. And if you're worried <laughs> about the le- the legality, they've been up and, and going for like eight years now, at least. That's when I found out about it. I mean, do you think they just have like a grill and an elephant and a cow just in their backyard, just like waiting to to collect the specimen? I mean, we were on their website. They have testimonials. We were drunk at this dinner, like reading these, like laughing our asses. I don't, I don't think we even ate because I'm we were laughing on the so air hard. Laughing at it. <laughs> I mean, it's well, somewhat so. And then we just like so. Our, our, we're talking about sending it to our buddy who just moved, and like our quietest friend out of nowhere is like, like puts his credit card at the table. He's like, he's like, just do it. He's like, here's my card. He's like, he's like, this needs to happen. So what did you send him? How much? Oh, it's been. I mean, it's been a long time. I think we went with the the combo. I think we went with the elephant crap. I mean, is that the only three options? Yeah. They, no, they will. They'll spice it up for holidays. Like, they'll have, like, a holiday oh, well, package. <laughs> like, they'll do green poop for St. Patrick's Day. They're, they're very they're peanuts, very business savvy. Peanuts and corn. <laughs> I mean, I'm, just looking, I'm looking at the testimonials now. <laughs> Greatest gag give ever. I sent it to my jackass brother-in-law, and the whole family found out about it, and they're all teasing him. He doesn't know who it came from. He's pissed off, so it's great. Makes for charming Sunday dinner conversation. <laughs> it's a great, it's a, it's a great idea. I see. It's hearing you tell this story and then you being like, "I refuse to watch Chow How is what baffles me." <laughs> I've received two packages of Chow How is stupid. This from, Sending poop to people—that's funny. It is. You're exactly right. You I mean, I'm not correctly. I'm not saying the latter is. Jeff funny. says I've received two packages of bleep in the last two weeks. I know it's somebody in the office, so whoever is doing it, the joke's over. Quit sending me bleep. That's his testimonial. I wish now I can't send it to you though. You can't. Well, you could. Uh, it's, it's it's a great website. It's fantastic. Uh, Texter says, and you've got mail. They got stuck on an elevator. Come on, TK. You're supposed to love rom coms. I was never a big fan. Also, of- it's a terrible movie. The, you got mail sucks. Thank you. It's terrible. I mean, it's bad. I mean, like, it's like a copy of a cop. Like, you're ripping off Sleepless in Seattle, which is ripping off an affair to remember. And then it's just like, come on. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not watching you that mail. It's bad. I did watch Sleepless in Seattle, though. I like Sleepless in Seattle. I like right. most of those rom coms. I just don't like that one. That one's bad. I saw all those memes somebody posted on the Facebook page. It was like, Shout out to Meg Ryan, who we never let stand up straight in a picture in the 1990s. We did like, like nine pictures of her all like bent over, like these weird head on the shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> says, uh, please talk about something better than Shallow Hell, like last basketball season. Ouch. Texas Trevor, it really uh-huh. isn't a good movie, and it didn't hold up at all. It's truly awful. That was those are my exact words. <laughs> this is a truly awful movie. Texas, what is your address? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> We've got you, a we've got a uh, we've got a shirt prize a for loose you. City shirt for you. <laughs> uh, now 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 Texas are not giving me a. I have a way, a way of being vengeful now. I used to just like subscribe to like Sports Illustrated to people that made me mad and sent to their house. Now I can send poop. Texas Danny was great on this week's podcast. He was he was he was good. I saw you posted new one that we recorded today or last night. Yeah, we recorded it this morning. He was lively. He did a good job. We recapped our Valhalla outing. We talked about the Jeff Brom being the, the Portal King. We talked Kenny Payne roster construction, and we talked a little Derby. Uh, Danny, this is the one week, even more so than like around NCAA tournament time. Although if Louisville ever gets good at basketball again, maybe that'll change. Like this is the one time where Danny is like 
genuinely depressed that he doesn't live in Louisville. Like he's just he's upset. You can just tell all week long. He's big in it. He's a big horse race derby guy. Loves derby. Like we yeah. used to always go to the, to the backside together. We would go yeah. to the track at least one of the days together. And uh, it's yeah, it's just, sad. I, I like derby because I used to my grandparents used to throw the party every year and I'd get into it. But like I've always said before, like I'm like the only male in my family that wasn't obsessed with horse racing. Like when I went to Western, it didn't. Like, it kind of blew my mind when I was down there with my friends. I was like, hey, it's Derby. Y'all want to do something? They're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, it just, there are very few people down. Like, I know I've had people contradict me for this and say they, right. they were different then, but, you know, there's different people in different cities. Most people that I was hanging out with down there, like, could give two beliefs about Derby. Yeah, I think it's still, I think that that's probably the minority. Um, Outside of Louisville. Yeah, I think it's yeah. still, it's a very big deal in the state. Um, have you, I'm sure we have, I don't know if we have covered this before. Did you used to go to Derby? Have you ever been to Derby? Only been to one. Only been to one. Went to one when I had media credentials uh, back in, like, was it 12 or 13? I think 13 is when I went to. I forget. I went. To, I had credentials, like, back-to-back years, but I only used them once. Is that the year that you took the picture in, like, Millionaire's Row in your college shirt? Yeah. yeah. No, that, well, that was actually from uh, the Breeders' Cup. I, actually uh, didn't take it, I didn't take any. I don't think I took any pictures when I was at Derby. But, see, I never had any intention to go. I never, I, know I never went to the... Yeah, I did the media, so I was in Millionaire's Row area. And that's, like, the, my only derby experience. But I, I never went to the infield, which sounds kind of weird thinking, knowing me, I would probably. You would have loved the infield. In, in my heyday, I would have. But, like I said, my grandparents, my grandma would throw a party, and it was, like, almost like a block party. Like, she would have, we would have our house, and then the neighbors would have theirs. His dad, his dad would have a band. They'd set up a stage and play. We had bookies over at both houses. The people next to us on the other side would have a party. So it was like a four or five house party I combined in our street. And you had bookies, music, food. It was just a good time. I mean, and the the neighborhood actually had a part in Briarwood Park would also throw a party too sometimes. It still surprises me. So I just never really. At least one year, like in high school or like when you were of college age, you would have made it out there to the infield. Those were the best years. I mean, I did some some field concerts that were were pretty matching of it. Started a fire once at uh, Ospest. Basically the same thing. It was when Tool came on. We started a fire in the in the field and started dancing around it. There you go. <laughs> I, I can't tell you much, but for some reason to this day, I still think Tool is awesome in concert. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't Name a song. <laughs> Texas says, I know y'all are in the same place, but I don't understand the handling of guards in the roster construction. There we go. Here we go. Several weeks ago, I hear from someone inside the coaching staff that they feel urgency to add a guard. Now this week they're feeding us that we're fine and Karan Davis can do it. It looks like last season. It smells like last season. Is it going to be last season? It's look. I've already said it on the show. It is going to be better than last season. Mike Rutherford guarantee we're winning more than four games. Book it. More than four games. Is it going to be significantly better than last season? I can't tell you that. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um <laughs> If it's not prepared to get that elephant sent to your house. The yeah. I'll, I'll gladly trust me. I'll take it. I'll take a pile of it. Does it feel a lot like last year as far as the messaging? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, now the difference was this time a year ago, we were still hearing we we were hearing from Kenny Payne directly, and people have conveniently forgot this. That Kenny, you know, everyone's like, oh, Kenny Payne told us this was going to suck. He told, he warned us. In May of last year, he did a, a TV interview where he said, we're going to be good. If we get some of the guys that we're going after, we have a chance to be really good. And, like, the messaging was, we need more guards. We need more players. We're so actively recruiting. And then as time went on and we, we swung and missed on some guys and then the portal started to, to do- dissolve, 
Like it, it quickly became like we don't need anybody else. And I feel like we're kind of getting in that same spot where it's all happening uh, at an expedited rate now. But in early mid April, after we get after that initial boom of Flowers, Evans, uh, Sky Clark, it, it became like we're going to get more guards. We're going to have more players. Don't worry about that. Like we're going to get help for Sky in the backcourt. We're not going to make the same mistake as last year. And now it's quickly becoming we don't need more guards or we don't need traditional guards. Like we're fine. And it does feel a lot like the the progress that the messaging took last year. I think I have that clip. The Kenny Payne clip? Because I think you sent it to me on our thread. And I've got a, I've got an interview with him and Tom Lane. It's like a minute long from May 16, 2022. Might be it. And I, I'm almost because I know you're talking about it. Let's like, go ahead and play it. Now I, now I kind of want to hear what he says. I hear what he says. Yeah, Let's I can't remember and see what he says. What I'm doing, you have to heal. You have to be open. Yeah. No, Sometimes the, uh... we take for granted that these young kids can just automatically flip a switch and you they're going to trust what we're saying. Those days are over. Yeah. So I wanted them to talk to their parents about how they felt, what they liked, what they didn't like, and then I followed that up with, tell me as a mother or father, what do you want for your kids? kids Did you know that he was feeling this way? And for the most part, they said, somewhat but not to that extent then okay i need you guys to continue to have conversations about what he's experienced since he's been in college both good and bad and then how do we heal because i'm asking you to do something that it's going to be pretty hard to do to train every day to love your teammates to to play together on both ends of the court to have these big dreams but know that these dreams can only happen if we win which is another skill. Um, so, you know, just putting that together and getting them to feel comfortable with trusting me, um, that was first for me. By the way, I love, I don't know that why. That became something that we heard a lot. I love seeing Rick's face and some of his face sometimes. There's, just it, nodding. It clicks to him and he says something. He says this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 like you need to get, next week we have the YouTube cameras, you'll see what I'm talking about, but. But like he just, he just makes this expression. It's like I can't tell. It almost looks like he was just dozing off. Like he just kind of woke himself up to something. He's like, huh? Uh, I don't remember what that was. The reference that was from May sixteenth, though. I, I don't see any other. Uh... Could have been from like November thirtieth or <laughs> la- or February second. Yeah, and the next thing I have for basketball is is actually uh, Mike Pegues talking, which I, I almost kind of want to listen to that right now. I don't think we need Mike Pegues. Emily and she, she got cut by Indiana. Emily Angsler? Yeah. Yeah, she's now on the Washington Mystics. Is that why did she get relieved? Is it on a money thing or has she just been playing? She just hasn't... she didn't play that much her, her first year. It's yeah. a weird thing in the WNBA where there's a oh. this is our rookie season. There's a lengthy history of like needing to to, to cut salaries. And so mm. a lot of times like first round picks are getting like cut after their last year and then going somewhere else. The Mystics now have they've got Maisha Heinz Allen. They've got Emily Angsler, and they just signed Mikasa Robinson to a training camp contract. So they've got three Cardinals right now on their roster. Okay. Yeah. Go Mystics. Go Mystics. Um, I love how we somehow got on Kenny Payne right there. There's Payne talking about investigations. A lot of Satterfield clips you sent me. I'm not watching those. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put myself to that crap It was anymore. a simpler time last spring. <laughs> yeah, it was a worse time. <laughs> Like the history of league clips you sent me. 
Texture says, uh, Pitt was the only ACC school to have any picks in the CFL draft. The hierarchy of power is changing. Well, which one was, didn't Willie Cunningham get drafted in one of those? In the, he, was it the USFL? Oh, I don't, I think so, yeah. Because he had the big well, thing. Well, I think it was, was USFL or XFL one or two. He did get signed, right? Is it Patriots signed him. So I thought, okay. And he's getting paid. Like he's his contract included like a like fifty thousand dollar guarantee or something like that, uh, which or maybe even more. Which uh, is insane because I, as we as I was listening to the draft, like they went through like a rookie number of quarterback or a record number of quarterbacks drafted this draft. I think more than six. <laughs> more than six. <laughs> it also shattered the record of tight ends drafted. Maybe the most wrong thing you've ever said on the show. It's right up there, I think, with the <laughs> with the moons as big as Texas. <laughs> or the bridge that can go from California to Hawaii. <laughs> Texas, if I had a, a derby horse, I would name it Can't Stop. So they could say Can't Stop is coming down can't stop coming down the oh, like Peter name it till death. <laughs> Why are all the horses named after failed fox shows? Texas, here comes Colonel Angus down the stretch. <laughs> okay. Texas, teaching teenagers, I have implemented the use of old slang when we talk about these those eras in history. I think we all gave up on copacetic too easily. We must bring it back. Copacetic? Cool, calm, copacetic. Eh, copacetic's not bad. I feel, do you remember like when, um, like, like when No Limit and Cash Money were getting really big, like the late 90s, early 2000s, like we were all adopting all their slang. You know, it was some of us. I was ba- my- like, people were saying like bout it, bout it. People were saying like all that yeah. stuff. And then when it got to like homie, they were, they replaced homie with Wody. That was where like white America drew the line. We're like, we're not saying Wody. Like, I, like I, Wody just did not take I off. I don't nationally. even remember that one. And I'm where right there Wode, with you. Yeah. I'm over here. Wody. Like they, they would no respect to my, my TV partner, master P, but people drew the line right there. They yeah. were like, we're not, we, no. we, we, we can't do that. You can't homie is a classic. Homie, homie will, 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 will go across generations. People, kids, they should still say homie. Homie's the best. I think they still do. I like home, homie. Homie is like there with cool. It's one of those, it just never loses it. It stays there. Like, I mean, I still say cool beans though. So. Yeah, you do. Texas, <laughs> Texas, are you all going to be at the track at all this week? I'll be there tomorrow. I won't. You just kind of confirmed that you're, you'll probably never be at the track again. Not, I think, you're not a track guy. I I'm, I'm really am not. I, I, I think the last one I went to was at probably the Derby. I, 10 years ago. I have not been to a derby in, I guess, pre-pandemic. I think we went in 2019 was the last time that I've been to derby. Um, but I think we that year we did Oaks and Derby. But we've gone to Thurby the last few years, and I really enjoy it. We're gonna, so we'll be out there tomorrow. If I'm going to go to a track, I'm gonna go, I am gonna go. I want to go to it on like just a random like Wednesday, and there's nobody there. And, you can do that. I know. I mean, I, that's just kind of – I'd just like to do that one day. Texas, the only goal in life is not to become a curmudgeon, LOL. I don't know. I mean, if you're happy as a curmudgeon, isn't that kind of the main goal in its, in its own way? Yeah, some people are, are setting their ways. Yeah, are, I mean, are, isn't the goal for you to be happy no matter what kind of person you are? You're happy with yourself? Texas says, Trevor, great response to this, the person that you <laughs> he asked for their address after their oh, shell yeah. out. <laughs> it was a good response. Thank you. Texas, can you all just start a GoFundMe for the YouTube cameras? They're, well, they're coming in next week. <laughs> They'll be here next week. Don't worry. We've got it covered. We don't need the help. One day we're going to walk in and there's going to be cameras. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. I'm going to be like, I should bad day to wear these shorts. <laughs> Texas says, did your housewarming gift, uh, gift include a card and Mr. Hanky font, maybe? No. <laughs> did not. Texas says, hey, dudes, I'm the guy who started the bleep on Twitter yesterday with Sky tweeting at everyone. 
While I'm glad to see him going to bat for KP and the team, it's giving me shades of L last season. Really hoping that Hersey will take a leap in in the talent upgrade will make up for the unbalanced roster. Keep up the great radio. Listening to Trevor Parse, the Derby Horses had me in stitches. So we did talk about the Sky tweets yesterday, and I said we the exact same it. thing. It's, I, I like that he's doing it. I like that he's confident. But it does remind me a lot of specifically L. Ellis last year. Sidney Curry was doing it a little bit too, mm. where like they were very brash about, like, we're taking note of all these people that are doubting us. Like, you're going to see, you're going to see. And then, you know, we, do you think they're sincere like, or they're just trying to just be put up a brave face? I think they're sincere. I mean, I, I mean, I, the, I mean, if, that, if that's the case, they're also a little naive in some way. But well, I mean, certainly they were last year. For yeah. sure. But I, I think that there's I mean, I think it's genuine. I think Sky Clark really believes they're going to be good. I think he believes he's going to be good. I, and next hour, I do want to get into some of the tweets because he's he's he talked up Karan Davis yesterday. He's talking to Percy Miller today. He's responding to some of the fan criticisms. Um, it's yeah, it, there's that texture says, Trevor, kids do not say homie still. I'm sorry, homie. I, I, I thought they it, should, they should. And we don't play that. Okay. Well, not like that. There's Hey, Mike. Once a lengthy text. I was like, what is that? What's that? The way you stopped. I was like, he just said, Hey, Mike. And that was it. We're going to have to read that one next hour. Hey, dude. That one is lengthy text. I don't think it's a good sign that hearing KP talk depresses me. Sounds lifeless and clueless and talk, talks entire cliches. I mean, it's not to cliche. What bothers me about him is just he just has no charisma. It's just like he's just, it's like, we're going to be good. So he's looking at Eeyore give a speech. It's just, it's just so, it's just kind of depressing. My problem last year was that it was the same. We heard the same post game press conference a thousand times. Oh, oh, yeah. It was the same, just slightly different messaging, no specifics. There was the one time where he kind of called out individual players. Uh, but th- but it was basically just a whole lot of like you know, I'm asking these these guys to do this and they're not like I can't can't win with you can't do it like that like like and I was like oh, we get it. like these people don't we, know what we, Louisville means we get it it's it's January that was fine in November it's like he's like well, I don't know how good we're gonna be I'm like well it's February 26 so I, I think we all pretty much know that the season's done we're, we practiced it all week but this team out coached us right they're better yeah. than they're just exactly. a good team we we I get. I don't know what to tell them. I tell them to do this, and they don't do it. And we've gone over it, and I just can't get it through their heads. And- I do think it's a little strange that we haven't heard from him since literally the Boston College game. Like, I mean, and maybe that's because we're conditioned. Like, I mean, Patino would go, couldn't go two weeks without a press conference oh, to talk no. about something, and Mac would at least give updates here and there throughout the off season, or he'd post something on social media. But at the same time, like, if it's going to be another. 20 minutes of just the same cliches that we're talking about here, the same just basic messaging, the same clip that we played from a, a full year ago, then it's not going to make me feel better. Like I was hoping that we would get sometime in, in late March or early April, like a just, a, I feel like the fan base is owed something at this point, suffering through a four and 28 season. I feel like we are owed at least like a, if, if we're going to get fully behind this team next year, if you want us like, Hey, everybody in our corner, like, let's go. Let's 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 forget last season. Like, give us a clear vision of of how you're going to fix this, of how we're going to get back. Like, give us, tell me who what types of players you're recruiting, what type of offense you want to run, like what you want to do defensively, like why this season is going to be not just better than last year, but markedly better than last year. Like, I, I feel like we deserve to hear that vision, and we have not heard anything for it's been two months since the season ended. He's- 
he's been the Louisville coach for over a year, and you're still to this day asking what kind of offense and defense we're going to run. We didn't see. We saw, we saw 32 <laughs> games last year, and we, don't, we still don't know. You've been asking this question since the day before he was hired. I mean, Brett Dawson <laughs> asked it at the press conference, and he didn't give us anything then, and he's, we still don't really I mean, know. I feel like I'm having deja vu over here, not the good kind. I mean, it's just like, what is going on? And maybe it's a good thing, though, he's not talking, because if he did, he's probably going to, like you said, just tell us the same thing. And do we really want to hear that right now? No. I mean, no. so, I mean, it, it'd, be, it'd be just going to give us the same spiel and the same same cliches and the same tropes and how he got caught in an elevator and met Tony Robbins and yada, yada, yada. We need There's Tony There's your Robbins. first one there. Have a drink. Uh, then, <laughs> you need Tony Robbins. <laughs> Kenny P can see a girl can get a guard. <laughs> then, then, uh, then I, you know, I'm happy with not hearing about it either. I, I don't want, that's all I'm going to get is the same stuff. That's just going to make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, hour number two, we'll talk about these Sky Clark tweets, uh, fans up in arms, and a little bit of more uh, of the, the reaction nationally to what Jeff Brom has done in the transfer portal. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. What you are or what? What I am is what I am. You what you are? I thought you were going to start singing. That's all I was no. like. I was like, this seems like a typical rapture for a man. Come on, you know the song, though. I try to say goodbye and I choke. Try to walk away and I stumble. Though I try to hide and it's clear. My world crumbles when you are not here. Tell this story about my buddy kind of hooked me up with a blind date, and I get there and she looked like Macy Gray. I thought you were going to say that you were hooked up with Macy Gray. So. No, I mean, she looks like just like Macy Gray. I was like, dude. I mean, <laughs> you too good for Macy Gray. Well, we have a shallow house situation on our hands. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we left that. We we told him we had to go to the store and get some papers. So we went we went to the car. And we're like, we're gonna go to La Bamba's. If they're open, we ain't coming back. And I was like, what if they're up? He's like, we're going to Taco Bell and not coming back. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. I'm going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, second hour here of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, the big X. Um, I, I want to talk about national reaction to Louisville football in, in just a second before we do that. Uh, I, kind of a, a funny story from today. This is classic, like Louisville classic. So there is a there's a horse owner named Mike Rutherford and like Mike G. Rutherford. And okay. I didn't know you owned a horse. I don't. There's a oh. there's like a box at Churchill Downs and like a couple of times every single meet, somebody will be like, hey, man, I'm at your box. Didn't know you had it like that. I'm like, I don't. It's, it's not me. I wish I did, but that's that's not my box at Churchill. Uh, but so today, like Mark Ennis was tweeting about how there was a horse in the second race at Derby that was like 
way to go mark or something and the breeder was the trainer was john ennis who's actually he's awesome i i know him through people he's a lexington guy but the horse didn't win and mark was like hey you know bummer and i was like don't worry about it every time i've ever bet on a mike rutherford owned horse it's blown up my face until i've gotten wise like as i send that tweet i I legit hit send i get a text from my mother-in-law my parent my uh mary's parents are at the track today and she's like, look at the owner in race three, like, like <laughs> where it's bred from. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I actually, I just sent this tweet. Like, I always, I used to be drunk in the infield as a kid. I'd see his name. I'd bet on his horse. It always worked poorly for me. And she's like, thank you for telling us we were about to bet on the horse. And, I, and so I say, I'm not betting on it, so it'll probably win. Like, just hands off. Sure enough, like 20 minutes later, she's like, it won and we bet on it. I was like, of course it does. I've never, I can't tell you how many was it, times. Was it a big payoff though? It was like five, it, the horse is herd immunity, which I think is going to be a good horse. It okay. was like, it was like five or six to one. So it was a solid little, a nice little hit if you bet enough. But I used to always like, you know, when you start going to the track for Oaks or whatever in high school and like you're a little drunk and you got the program and like I'm walking to the betting window. This is before the apps were out. And I've got my I've got my picks in my mind. You're just trying to remind yourself. You're like four six exacta bucks, like just so you don't forget what you're actually betting. I and, I've never done exacta. And then you look at the program, and I'd see Mike Rutherford. I'd be like, scrap everything I just thought. Thirty dollars to win on number seven, and then it would always just that horse would always come in last. So I kind of dislike that Mike Rutherford, but he's he's good for other people, but just not for me. I, I mean, there was a horse called Clever Trevor in the Derby one year. I bet it. I would. Yeah. He went second to last. Yeah. Not so clever. Texture says Macy Gray sucks. <laughs> I'm not a big Macy Gray fan. I mean, that's the only song I know anyway. Is there is Macy Gray a one hit wonder? I can't name another one. But now she's but, relevant for sure. But I've had this discussion just because you can't name us just because they're only known no, for I'm one not, song. I'm not yet. saying that. I'm yeah. just saying I can't off the top of my head name one. I couldn't name another one either. Is she a one hit? She didn't do the milkshake song, did she? No, no, that's Khalees. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think she's kind of a one-hit wonder. I think. I mean, yeah, it had to be it. Texas, I'm dying at, at Trevor turning down someone who looks like Mason. <laughs> <laughs> well, younger Trevor had more. more I don't want to use the word standard so much, but <laughs> uh, yeah, because I've never really been picky. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was just yeah, just one in the mood. Texture says uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, Texture says, speaking of lingo, I still say sweet a lot. I say sweet every now and then, too. The sweets, yeah. I do sweet. Texture says, kids say homie, but they just do it on a, a, ironically now. <laughs> Were they hipsters? I guess. <laughs> Texture says, oh, this is an angry guy. He's always angry. Mike, you aren't owed anything, you delusional clown. Is he the one that like said that, like, called me, like, like, POS yesterday and then was like he texted from like 17 different accounts. Okay. Someone someone went off on us yesterday. It's the same guy. And he was just like, Trevor, you are like the worst. Da, da, da. Mike is second. And I just replied to him, I was like, all I heard was I'm first. He says the same things every yeah. single time. Uh Texas says, fun summer game, play a KP presser from the season and have listeners <laughs> guess the month. How about we get halfway through this year, we do that with we'll play was this this year or last year? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, just, especially when we, I mean, I know out of conference won't match as much, but when we get in the ACC play, we just played Virginia. Here's KP. Last night or last year? It's so true. <laughs> especially if we have a season like last year, unfortunately. Uh, four-star guard. This is a character text, but I, I think it's funny. Four-star guard. Blue Kane commits to Georgia. He looks like it's like a balding, small white kid. 
And the text is, you know this kid's about to hit eight contested threes and rough at some point <laughs> in his career. <laughs> That's a good text. Text is, my issues with KP's press speak is the lack of actual talk about basketball and the majority on character, culture, these kids, etc. That should be a piece of it for sure, but not the only focus. I want to hear about plans to fix what is happening on the court and not just generalities like we need to do better. I've never listened to a head coach who avoids talking X's and O's like KP does. I mean, he'll bring up some X's. The problem is, but I agree with the, that, what the texture said at the end of that was that he'll, he he can like point out things we've done wrong that like as if we couldn't see it ourselves. Got to rebound better. But he won't tell us how he's fixing it. That's that's, that's the big, annoys me. It's it's the big concern. I think that that the texture sums up what a lot of people like. A lot of his press conferences would have been really good preseason press conferences. Like if after a bad practice, mm-hmm. he'd come out and been like, you know, there's a lot of healing to do, and you know, we've got to fix this. And you know, this this player's mom came to me and told this story, but he would say it after like you know a a loss to you know Miami that dropped us to one and eleven, and it was like we don't really need to hear that anymore. We've heard the same spiel a lot. And I do you remember the clip? It kind of went viral in Louisville circles where Iona played a televised game and they talked to Patino at halftime and you know they, they were losing by three or four in a game that they were supposed to win. And he fully broke down, like we scouted them to do this, and instead, like they're going ISO in, in this direction, like they're they're isolating certain player on this end of the court. Like we've got to do like he was breaking down exactly why they were down by four and what they needed to change in the second half to to win the game, and they ended up winning by like 15. And all these Louisville fans were like, I miss this so much, like telling us exactly what's going on out there. Like, because we just, we didn't get it at any point last year. And you're right. A lot of times he would say, you know, we told them before the game, like you're going to have to rebound well on the defensive glass to win this game. And they didn't do it. And it's like, yeah, we we can all read the stat sheet. We all watch the game. We know what happened. Like, tell us why it's going to be different. And then the same guys are playing the same system three nights later, and we're having the same press conference afterwards. It just it got really old, and it's why. Look, if that's still something that happens this season, then this is going to be we're going to be two and done here. I mean, my concern right now is if he if he doesn't tell us how to fix things because I don't think he understands how to do it himself. That's the concern, and that's I mean it's the legit. I'm not trying to be negative towards KP and be a KP hater. I just, just <laughs> legitimate concern. Now, the texture who sent the long question is like, okay, now go back and read my long text. So here, we'll, <laughs> we will do this. It's a Wednesday. It's Derby week. Got some time. A little wacky Wednesday. We'll engage this. Hey, Mike. With it being Derby week, I thought listeners would enjoy this. It's a two-part two, question. Three. I think you all will like and enjoy it. Just play along. Okay. Part one. <laughs> Better name for if Trevor were a Derby horse. <laughs> if I was a Derby horse? Shin sprints, <laughs> Cracker Dial Dundee, nice, like Damn that. Periscope, <laughs> or the odds on betting Japanese favorite, he would, would you scoop it up? <laughs> Part two. I, I don't know why I like Cracker Dial Dundee. Because <laughs> I love, I like Cracker Dial Dundee as a movie and I'm a cracker fan. I like, that. I like shin sprints. Yeah, that's so. a good one too, though. Part two. Which TK horse wears the garland of roses and wins the derby and why? Mike and TK, state your answers. Well, I gave my horse pick. Shins Prince wins. Shins Prince wins. <laughs> it says part one, correct answer is any of them, as they're all unforgettable Trevorisms. Part two, win, win. TK is the first horse that ever learned to smoke a cigarette. That SOB <laughs> after the gates rang open, laid down quicker than a lazy camel movie trip. I, I would put a cigar in the in my if, if I wouldn't the derby and the horse, they would be a cigar in my mouth. The garland of Arby's. The garland of Arby's. <laughs> what? Do you ever thought about naming the horse like I am a goober? Like when he's calling the race, he's like, 
I am a goober. It's coming around the third. What's the like the famous call where it's like my it's the two names back and forth. It's like, it's yeah. like my wife left me and my wife loves me and like yeah. loves me. She loves me. Yeah, it's like that's there's some really good horse calls down there. There is. We also need to play the the famous Ken Rudolph clip that I love so much where he bet we played it last year. You've never seen it before. It's where he had Giacomo. And I like remember, I don't even remember if I, I don't when, remember what you watched watching it last year. Ken Rudolph was on TVG and it's a bunch of clips like of him. Remember Giacomo was the longest shot in the field. And Ken is like he's fifty one, right? Yeah, the, the entire day he's like Giacomo is my number one pick. Like I don't care that he's the longest shot on the board. He's touting him up, and then they have the off camera footage, like when the the race is happening, and he's like he goes from like talking very like normally. He's like he's like oh he's like a fleet Alex is flying there, and then they're like Ken, there's Giacomo, and he's like he gets up, he gets this like look on his face, he's like get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> it's the it's the best video of all time. It's four minutes long, so I just can't play right here. You're I gonna know. tell me to cue it or to cue it up. But, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know. It's it, it's it's worth. I mean, I, just, I guess I remember. I don't, I don't. I don't remember watching that for some reason. Yeah, uh, I do remember. That's a lot of gum. A <laughs> hundred cities. A hundred cities. Like, nobody nobody knows what we're talking about. I know. They, well, it's because no one. It's a dumb NBA. Why would they? The. <laughs> I'm gonna get crap for that, aren't I? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If you don't know what we're talking about, the WNBA has put out like an exploratory committee to for for expansion, and they said today that the league started with a working dock of 100 potential cities for expansion, and the list is down to 20. I mean, what? At some point, like if you want a a home attendance of like I don't know 5,000 people at a WNBA game. Some of these cities, that's going to be like 20 20 percent of the cities going to have to be well, going to the game. Also, there's 100 cities buying to get a job. We went over this. They've there's like been like there's one franchise that's been in like its fourth city in like eight years. I mean, <laughs> let's look at some of the cities that would have to be. I'm, I'm just there's only really, three teams that have been that have stayed in this their city the entire time they've been around. I'm googling 100 biggest cities in the United States. I guess some like 65 is Stockton, California. Are we really thinking <laughs> of putting a WNBA franchise in Stockton, California? I've been to Stockton. Laredo, Texas is 81. Were they genuinely considered? Who's <laughs> Keep, I want to know who's tonight. Keep going. Hialeah, Florida, number 90. <laughs> They've produced some nice football talent for us over the years. I don't think that they're – Irving, Texas, 94. <laughs> okay, now now, I got, now I'm just in my mind also thinking what would the team nicknames be. <laughs> San Bernardino, California, 99. Chesapeake, Virginia is 91. <laughs> Chula Vista, California, 77. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hey, the, the Madden. 74. Henderson, Nevada, 73. <laughs> Henderson, Nevada? Lexington is 63. Honestly, how is Henderson, Nevada even ahead of Lexington? I'm surprised. Henderson, I mean, I like 50 people in it. Yeah. These are the, the cities that were apparently, I mean, Virginia Beach, Virginia is somehow 39. <laughs> Who's 100? 100 is Spokane, Washington. Gonzaga. <laughs> Shout out to the Zags. But Gonzaga is top 10 in, in uh, women's basketball attendance. Give them a franchise. Give them a franchise. Why not? 100 is, I, I can't stress this. Actually, Spokane would 100 is way too many cities. Yeah, really? It's just way too many. Is that me? Maybe they meant. Or is it a lot of cities? Maybe they meant one. <laughs> As I said, I think they meant 10. And they just, like, somebody had a glasses problem. Like they named Bay Area, Nashville, Toronto, Denver, Austin, and Charlotte. I just feel like if WNBA went to one of those cities, it would be gone within five years. Spokane could support it. <laughs> It'll be going to Spokane. <laughs> Texture says, Mike, I legitimately believe Louisville basketball is dead. If not wow. for Brom, football would be too. 
Louisville people has a losing record since the 1920 season. That's not really fair to say. We went 4-28. I mean. Say 1920? The night, the 20 season. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chris Mack's second year. Haven't won a tourney game in almost a decade. It's bad, man. When will it be fixed? First of all, saying 2017 to 2023 is almost a decade is a little bit of a stretch. We did win a game that year. We have not made a deep run since 2015. But and also the losing record is a little bit disingenuous. I mean, technically, we won a national title within a decade. Well, now exactly over a decade now. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, just just over. Yeah, I mean, if you want to extend it the same way, closer to a decade than than, than 2017 is considered yeah, it's a decade. Been, it's been six years since we won an NCAA yeah. tournament game. I guess you can say if you qualify that as almost a decade, then maybe. But like, also, you know, let's not lump last season in with the 2019 season. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like that team was like, was going to be a three seed. They won what? 25, 26 games before the season shut down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have a losing record because we went four and 28 last year. We were 24 games under 500. We'll lump us in with those Martians. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. <laughs> cheeky and fun. Yeah. We were 24 <laughs> and seven in 2020. And then, I mean, we, you know, we were 13 and seven in the, the COVID season. Narrowly missed the NCAA tournament. The I, last two years have been terrible. I mean, yeah. Sure. The, the, te- the texture, I mean, listen, be a little hyperbolic, but it has been bad. But death, no, not not far, no. Texas says, "Let's um, know the Brahms bag." I actually don't like this question. We've gotten it a couple couple of times before. Is but it asking the, for the starting lineup, the floor and ceiling for U of L football this year, because I mean, you know, the floor is always zero, the ceiling is always twelve. Like, yeah, I mean, you can ask. For, I mean, we both kind of think that like seven wins is a minimum, probably. I think. I mean, if you're talking about like worst case scenario, and the, the reason why I say like I don't like this question is because. You try to to think about things that are are possible. In 2018, going into that year, there's not one person, local or national, who would have said the ceiling for this Louisville football team is two wins, right? And, and Petrino getting fired before the season even ends. Like sometimes unspeakable things happen that you just could never have predicted. No. But if you want me to to try and engage here, I do feel like the worst case scenario for this team is like, I mean, let's say Jack Plummer gets hurt and quarterback play just, I don't know, four or five wins. I think best case scenario, I put it at ten. I mean, I know I'm casting a wide net here, but no, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I mean, I don't want to say ten would shock me because I mean I have so much love and faith in in, in this the staff and, and what's what we're having, but ten would honestly nine would be like my wet dream. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, but I think 10 and 2 is like best case. Everything goes well. Yeah. We go. Scenario. I mean, we're 10 and 2. I and mean, then I'm just like, I'm on cloud nine. And I'm, don't see the reason why I hate doing this because don't take that and be like Rutherford thinks 10 and 2 no. is in play. I'm saying if everything goes perfectly, 10 and 2, I mean, hell, if everything goes perfectly, you could go 12 and 0. We could also go 0 and 12 if, if nothing goes well. When we go 0 and 12. I'm, I'm like best. <laughs> if you did, if you had done best case, worst case scenario for Louisville basketball last year and you're one of Kenny Payne. Nobody would have said four wins is worst case scenario. Nobody. No, it didn't even seem like possible. So like ceiling I mean, floor seems. I'll, like- I'll never forget the the the, the eighteen season you're talking about. I think I want to say it was before the Florida State game. So I guess we were like maybe like two and one or something. You'd already had some rumblings. We were one at two and two or whatever time. I remember. I remember sitting with Duke in his office and he'd ask me like, "Is there a chance like, in my opinion, like you know, do you think that Trino could be gone?" And I was like, "There's no way." Same. I was like, I, I mean, never thought it was possible. I was like, there's no way. He was like, well, what if they don't win? I was like, okay, maybe if we don't win another game all year and we go two and ten and we get be about fifty. I mean, I, I literally said this like hypo, just hypothetically speaking, just joking. Like, oh yeah, we lose every game, we lose, you know, about fifty. 
then yeah, I guess you'll, yeah, probably. But I mean, that's never going to happen, right? I, I right. Think, I feel I like mean, I had the same conversation. Like somebody like <laughs> would call it in the show. They're like, I think you know it's time for Bobby to go, and I was like. If he was going to get fired, like it would take like losing every game. But yeah. like, I, was, I was like, even then, like it, it is crazy. Of all the, I don't think we fully acknowledge how insane it is that the most controversial, one of the most controversial coaches in recent college football history, as far as off the field stuff, who also happens to be the winningest coach in the <laughs> history of Louisville football, was fired for on field reasons. <laughs> A year after he coached Lamar Jackson, one nine we won eight nine, eight or nine games that year. Eight, eight games, eight games. Yeah, it got beaten our bowl game. Two years just removed from winning our own eyes, our first Heisman. It is bat bleep crazy. It's insane that 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 happened, and that it was just like oh, I mean, if you had told me, I mean, yeah, we are nine and one in November of 2016. Lamar Jackson's about to win the Heisman Trophy. We are the number four team in the AP poll. If you had told me that less than two years from this moment. Bobby Petrino will be fired. I would have been like, who was she? You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, right. you, 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 yeah really. What did the, what what, the DMs say? What scandal is, is happened exactly? You wouldn't have thought his defense couldn't stop anybody, and he just kind of quit coaching. You never would have could have possibly seen that coming, and that's exactly what happened. It, it still is one of the more insane things in an incredibly insane period for UofL athletics. Uh, Texter says... Shin sprints isn't built for the derby distance. Can't go more than six furlongs. <laughs> How long's a furlong? How long is a furlong? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> half a mile. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, one eighth of a mile. One eighth of a mile. Yeah, six hundred and sixty feet. I don't know if I can do that. That's a long. That's a long distance. You could you, you could walk one eighth of a mile. Six hundred and sixty feet. Yeah. I mean, it's like what, like six football fields. It's like a mini marathon. It's like a mini marathon. <laughs> Texas says... Nothing 13 miles is mini. I don't care what you tell me. Texas says, Mike, quick, right now, would you take a WNBA team in Louisville? Yes. Would I'd like it, that. Yeah. Would, it, would it last in Louisville? I think so. I don't think... I mean, if it's winning, it would get... I, I said the same thing about the NBA, and I know people will laugh at me, but like, if we get an NBA team here, like if it's right off the bat, it would have decent attendance. But if that team isn't isn't winning, no one's showing up. I think there's a better chance of a WNBA team having sustained success in Louisville than, than NBA. Again, relative to like what success is in the WNBA, because I think that they're, the women's basketball fan portion of this city is larger than anybody maybe realizes and certainly more loyal. I mean, the women's basketball team, when they have a bad stretch, like the attendance doesn't dwindle. Like they, That lower bowl is filled almost every game. But that's the also in, Louisville, The too. intensity is always the same, but I think that you would have that for a pro team in Louisville. I think that, I mean... That could totally be wrong. Mm. I just I think that that would it would have sustained success again relative to like the way that the attendance numbers are in the rest of the country. And I hate to compare it like to Indiana, but that's just how I think. Because I mean, there's another state that loves and breathes basketball as much as we do in Kentucky. Yet when the Pacers or the Fever aren't any good, no one shows up. A lot of people now are questioning your your distances because you. You apparently said, I guess I just didn't wasn't listening to this, that you said 660 feet is six, six football, football fields. I wonder why you didn't catch that. Was that a joke? <laughs> it was sort of, yeah. Wow. I hope it. I mean, I hope not sort of. Well, because the football field is 100 yards. That's correct. Thank. Okay, good. And you said 660 feet? Yes. And there's, what, 12 feet in a yard? <laughs> no. 12 yards in a foot? No. Somewhere there's a 12, right? No. 
I mean, there's 12 inches in a foot. Is that That's what, what it of? is. Yeah, I know there's a 12 in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> How many feet do you think are in a yard? You said twelve. How many? Now that you know that it's, it's twelve inches to make a foot. How twelve many, inches to a foot. How many feet do you think are in a yard? Twelve inches to. A foot. I'm thinking of the. Uh, Imagine twelve inches together. How many of those comprise one yard? Six feet. Cut it in half. Three feet. Three feet. Are you sure? One hundred. I'm one hundred percent sure. Because I'm thinking of the Salt and Pepper song "Shoop." It's like six feet to a yard. Something else I can't say. <laughs> I will bet you, me not having to watch the second half of Shallow Howl. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't care. You're not getting out of that. You can make any bet you want. I don't care what the circumstance. I'm not making that bet. Texas says, Jesus Christ, Trevor, how do you not know that 600 feet is only two football fields? Texas says, Trevor, how many feet are in the length of a football field again? Okay, well, so so wait a minute. So if it's two football fields, I'm not walking two football fields. You couldn't walk two football fields? Like, how much time do I get? I, I, I don't know, like five minutes? No. Trevor. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Texas says, prediction for UK, you have a football game now that rosters are set for the most part. No. No. Texas says, surely TK could ride the horse uh, with the number three here. I don't know what the number three is in this race. I do want to ride a horse, though. We, we, we're going to make that happen. Yeah, that's what Rouse keeps telling me. You're, and clearly, you own horses now, I find out. Number three is Calibrate in that race. I don't know if that was a joke that I'm just missing out calibrate? on. Calibrate? Yeah. Did I win? I, I bet that win. Okay. <laughs> I need the six or seven to have won. Can you stop making bets the live six on one. the show? The six one. We're good. We're good. Seven came in third. No. Sorry. We're, no, we're good. We won. We're, I don't won. get the joke of me sitting on Calibrate. I don't know either. I don't, I don't know. That may have been... A, Oh, uh, yeah, you got to explain it. I'm sorry, Dexter. I'm 6'3", but it went over my head. Texas, possible horse names also for uh, if Trevor were a derby horse. Salad shooter. <laughs> it's not easy being greasy. <laughs> I like salad shooter. That's a good Baby one. Baby face, sassy ass fan. <laughs> Looks like an Arby's night. <laughs> and also, That's the great. <laughs> also, I took a bleep in the I-65 <laughs> emergency lane. It was on the side of the road. Is that considered the emergency lane? It was Gene Snyder on top of it. The addition is so good. <laughs> also, last one, I took a bleep in the I-65 Imagine that, that being a derby horse. Uh, Texas KP is terrible with PR. It's part of the job. you got to sell the program. He is The messaging's been bad so far. I, I agree. Texas says, i got to know, TK, do you think the earth is flat? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not an earth flatter. An earth flatter? An earth flatter. Flat earther? Flat. Does it really matter which order you put it in? An earth flatter. <laughs> Uh, Texas, if we are seriously, pl- does it matter what mortar you put it in? <laughs> I've just never heard it phrased like that. <laughs> Texas says, if we are playing our starters at after halftime against Murray State, we are in deep trouble. Murray was unfortunately one of the worst FCS teams last season. All that being said, one win is the floor. I'm good with that. If, if we want to say one win is the floor, we're definitely going to beat Murray State. I'm good with that. That would be because we, we talked about it on the podcast. I, you know, the first is like the second game, aren't they? Second game, first yeah. home game, though. Yeah, we're saying with the new turf, you know, it, it's kind of reminding us of the Yum Center. Everybody loved the floor design, and then bam, the team suck. Like, well, everyone loves this, this, this turf design. If we somehow lose to Murray State in the first home game, like, I, I can see Jeff being out there, like, by himself, just like ripping it up with a hammer, just like go, going at it. Like, we can't do this. There's no way. Uh, Texas, the only 
I don't know what this is. The only comparison is Gene Chizik won the national title, coached the Heisman, and number one pick Cam Newton, number two pick Greg Robinson, number 13 pick Nick Fairley, and was fired the year after all that. That well, is kind of crazy. Greg Robinson, by the way, was one of the bigger busts. In the, I mean, he was a bad one. He, he was, but it is crazy to see Chizik on top of the world, and then like they, yeah, he was gone. I mean, you could also later. look at you know Baylor and RG3 and Art Browse to a degree. Yeah, but that that was that was a little slower burn though, and also kind of off the field stuff. True. Texas says add Trey White and Mbako, and we've got five NBA players on the team at least. There's no way that we don't make the NCAA tournament. I mean, I, I, I hope. Mean, I don't know if we have five Trey NBA White players NBA at least. Play. I, I, that'd be hard to do because you you're adding two, and I don't know where you're telling me. There's three NBA players on this team right now. I'm a, let me just guess who this person, and then you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Texter, I'm guessing he's thinking Trenton Flowers, I Dennis Evans. Seen him play. I don't think Dennis. I and probably Sky Clark would be the three that I think he's saying, and then Mbako and Trey White. I don't know if that's the case, but I, it could be. You never know. I, yeah, I, I obviously have to watch all three play. And I, I didn't watch Scott Clark at all in Illinois last year. So. If we don't make the tournament with five NBA players, they shouldn't. I mean, they should fire Kenny Payne into the sun. Don't just fire him. Just, just fire him. Into I mean, the from way. what I understand about Evans' game, I don't. I mean, I guess he'd be in the NBA, but I wouldn't say he's an NBA player, like impactful guy. I mean, I couldn't see him being like. I was I correct. Know, like Texas, I picked Texas Nerlens right. Noel type player. Texas says, uh, "Horse name Death by Pole Vault." <laughs> Bolt to death. Uh, TJ Walker texted in and said, Bell of Louisville is going to kick some ass tonight. It is boat race night. Oh, down with Cincinnati. I used to I used to get really into the boat race. Did he find out it was wrestling? Until I found out it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was pro wrestling. We're going to win this thing. I saw the bell out uh, last weekend when we were down on the river. That does make me mad, by the way. We're going to win this thing. She was looking great. She was training wonderfully. She, <laughs> The steering was terrific. Morale was high on the boat, it looked like. The lights were looking good. It's go time. When's the last time you were on the bell? Oh, God. I haven't been on the bell since I was like 12, 13, 14. I've been on the bell level once in my entire life, and that was in fourth grade. I think I've only been on it maybe twice. I feel like I went one year with like uh, my parent, my mom, and like my siblings and like another family like during the summer. And I think we went on one time for school, but I think that's it. I don't forget. I think I, I don't know if I told you a story. Like, we, cause we, I remember we went on the bell. Like the entire time, me and my friend kept following around this girl that we had this huge crush on. That's not creepy at all. No, we were fourth grade. There's only so many places for her to go. I know, I know. It's, the, well, it's a boat. That's why we waited till the boat. The twist of the story is years and years later, I'm dating, I'm dating someone and she asked me to go to her cousin's wedding. I'm like, okay. Her cousin is the girl that was on the boat that we had the crush on. The one that got away. The and then, and got then you brought it up at the wedding. You're like, no, hey, no. Hey, no. just do know if you remember. Well, listen. This. I may not be the brightest guy in the world, okay? But I'm not stupid. Do you remember when we were on the bell together? Do you still think about that, too? I'm not a total moron. Hey, AirServe has you covered this summer. If your air conditioning goes out at 2 a.m., you need a quick fix. AirServe's got you covered because they've got technicians available 24-7. Call them anytime, any day at 502-785-8600. You can also visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville. It's spelled A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. 
And a reminder, I don't have my notes in front of me because they got thrown away. But yeah, I, they're in the trash. They want. are in the trash. But I believe AirServe is still offering tune-ups of any of your home equipment for just $49 if you call them at 502-785-8600. Again, AirServe.com slash Louisville, 785-8600. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of your texts and some football talk coming your way here on the Mike Rutherford Show on Back in Wednesday edition of the for Show here on 1450 The Big X. That's Louisville baseball last night getting it done at Slugger Field after a little bit of a slow start. The Cards take care, take care of Bellerman. 18 to 7, the final score, Louisville. 19 hits, 18 runs. They did make four errors, and this is coming off of a, a Miami C- a series capper last Sunday where they made five errors. Got to get the defense going a little bit. Defense and pitching still struggling. Cards looking there, turning their attention now to yet another big weekend series in the ACC. Louisville three games under 500 in conference play, so they've got to start picking it up. Just three series left in, in, in league play. They're on the road at Clemson starting to, uh, Friday, I should say. 6 o'clock will be the first pitch on 970 WGTK. And then they've got <clears throat> the annual rivalry game next Tuesday against Vanderbilt at home at Jim Patterson Stadium at 6 o'clock. And then Virginia and Florida State will be the last two ACC series, so time to get it going. I know Virginia and Florida State are, are always solid, usually. Virginia's very good. They're yeah, top they, 10. Yeah, FSU is, like you said, always talented. These uh, last three series are tough, and they need to finish them. We need to go to get to that 15-win mark, the magic number to make you know basically the NCAA tournament a guarantee. You need to go 6-3 and three in these last nine games against three really good teams. Is Vanderbilt as good normally like they are usually this year? They're... I mean, they're for all still, I know, they're necessarily they're cheating and shaving points like the other teams. Just, just yeah, fixing games, fixing games, fixing games. They're kind of like they were last year, where it's I think they're they're good, but they've taken a little bit of a step back from being like like, like number one, number two, good. Like they're going to be a regional host. I think they're a top ten team. Oh, that's that's good then. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, you're the, underselling it a little bit. Yeah, but, but I mean, like they're not like you know they had those years where they were number one or number two like every year. I yeah. think they're like number six, number seven, number eight. But they're they're definitely good. So a win there, even though it's a midweek game, would be a nice little RPI boost for us. Which is, yeah, well, mostly curious is that not just to how where our chances are against them, but when we do beat them, would it help us? I think the top ten is like all SEC teams in Wake Forest. Like Wake is number two, and then I think the rest of the top like seven is of all. Of course, they're all SEC teams. They're cheating apparently. If you haven't talked to Vegas, just fixing games, just fixing games left and right. What are you doing? What are you doing SEC? Did you ever growing up around here? Did you ever at school have the little? Did you do like the stick derby horse races? You mean with the horse on the the, the horse head on the in the stick and you act exactly. like you're riding around? Yeah, oh, I never did that. No. Oh, we always had it going on. Like you would have like a sock was always like the derby head and the the horse head and the ears, mm. and we'd r- run around school. And I, it's one of those just uniquely Louisville things. I made a joke about it a few years ago, where it's like you know people are like Duck Duck Goose was the best, no Freeze Tag was the best, and I'm like you know. 
running around on a stick horse was the best. And like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know what my favorite one was? What's that? Spotlight. Spotlight tag? Yeah, at night when you when you hide. You, flashlight tag? Yeah, yeah, flashlight tag, spotlight, whatever you want. I, that was always my favorite at night. I like Mainly because as a big guy, it was like easier to hide at night than it was during the day. There you go. Until a neighbor actually like starting to like beat me up because they thought I was stealing, robbing and breaking in her car. But anyway, so Virginia at school today, she had her first like horse race. Like they, they okay. did this. They're, they're still doing it at Christ Church. And like so she made the horse silks. They made the little head. But now, and, and somebody alerted me to that. They're like, I think that instead of using sticks anymore, they use noodles. Like the, the, the noodles that you use in the pool. And I was like, that's interesting. I wonder if that's the case. And then her teacher wound up putting some videos on the the app that all the parents use. And sure enough, they're using like pool noodles as the horse, which is probably safer. I mean, those those horses, I mean, you're like sprinting around on hard floors with okay, a gigantic pointer. broomstick. I was picturing trying to think what pool noodle was. I just remember now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah if they the float, in it, yeah, they're kind of yeah. like spongy. Yeah. Uh, but that was what, yeah, she's she's into it. She's running around. She, yeah, it was, it was cute. I don't know, see. but it doesn't have a horse's head on the end of it. No, it does. Oh, it does? Okay. But yeah, they put the head on the end. They're just running around on pool noodles. I mean, the stick really it's that. I mean, it's, just, it's just a broomstick. Back in our day. What does that mean? We were willing to take severed <laughs> sticks to the groin. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, at that point, or age, not like anything had dropped yet anyway. So, I mean, what, like, <laughs> so who cares? <laughs> You'll be fine, kid. You keep me growing. Still sound the same way you did before. Uh, 502-414-4050 is the Thornton text line. Texas says the that Japanese horse, by the way, that I sent in, this the texture who had the, the Trevor horse names, uh, it's pronounced, why would you scoop it up? <laughs> why would you scoop it up? Referring to, of course. I wonder how you say that in Japanese. Dog poop. People just have, de- the, the whole text line now is just Trevor horse names. <laughs> TK horse name. Cardboard hero cat caller. Ah, uh, 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 I wonder if that's uh, I wonder if that could be someone old, an old acquaintance from the, the cardboard hero days. That's Card- a good one. I like that. Cardboard hero is a good horse name. It is. That's some good times. There. I'm amazed we've had like how many ten or so horse names about me, and not one of us involved in marijuana. Uh, we haven't made through the text line. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. My, continue, please. Patrick says, I don't think that the steamboat race is scripted. Oh, it is. Oh, Patrick, you sweet, sweet something, child. <laughs> sweet, naive <laughs> child, you. <laughs> I just want to hug him. <laughs> when I found out, I was like, I was kind of crushed. I didn't, I was kind I was in denial a little bit like Patrick, I think, is. Well, the, you know, back in the day, like the, the bell, it, it used to be the bell and the, the, the Mississippi Queen. Mississippi was that Queen. what it was? It was Mississippi Queen, yeah. The Mississippi Queen was so much bigger. And, like, that was the thing. It was, like, yeah. the bell was much, much, much slower. And I think it's still, because now it's the Cincinnati Queen. That, that's that, Or the bell of Cincinnati. They changed it. Yeah. Um, the other one retired, like, it's been, like, 20 years, hasn't it? They're still so much smaller that, like, if you if you just went ahead, like, it would definitely be. It was, like, racing, like. Model T's against like whatever the, the model after the Model T was. Yeah, but it, but when we were kids, like the bell, you you see that, but the, the bell that made the bell a little a little swift, a little quicker around the turn, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, not really. No, like the bell would lose every year if it wasn't. So that's fine. Texture says. Makes you think. What else is fixed in life? Well, Alabama, SEC baseball, Alabama baseball, Alabama baseball. <laughs> Texas, so can we start basketball coaching hire rumors? No, we can't. Oh, God, no. Texas talk, says, talk to me a week into the season, though, maybe. Texas says, your thoughts on Dez Tell, Tofik Thomas, Jared Dawson, and Jermaine Lillet at defensive tackle. 
It sounds like the coaching staff is confident in that group, but they haven't seen too many snaps. Well, I mean, Destel saw a ton last year. Like he was our nose tackle for pretty much the entire season. Jermaine Lolay got hurt, but he's played significant snaps at Arizona State before getting here. He's the one I'm worried about because he only played the one time I watched him, he looked just like out of shape and lazy on the field. Um, in the spring game? Well, he did he play like one he played like two snaps against Syracuse. Yeah, that, I mean, that was it. Yeah, and he had like the pants up around his ankle above his armpits and he just I don't know, he just looked like somebody didn't want to be out there. And of course he didn't last out there very long either. So Well, I mean if he's not then he's we'll find out pretty quick. We will. He sounded I'm, like he he's looked you know fine in spring. Toffee Thomas I know is a guy that the staff is extremely high on. Yeah. Um they think that he's going to be a big time deal. And then we're not even mentioning Ashton Gelada here, who I think is going to be the best player on defense this season, who was the best player defensively throughout the spring. So I think there's, yeah, I think there's there's reason for optimism on the defensive line for sure. I'm not saying the, the Arizona State kid's going to suck. Don't want me to do that. I'm just saying that he didn't impress me the very little I saw him last year, and I would love for him to prove me wrong this year. Texas, how was the Calliope? Calliope's key. I don't even know what that means. No, Calliope? No idea what that is. That sounds like a pie. Texas sent in a YouTube video that says regarding Trevor and the girl on the boat. I don't have time to watch this. But <laughs> it's, an, it's an always sunny clip. I'm sure it's I'm, uh, sure it's I'm sure it's probably funny then. I don't know what it's from, though. Yeah. Texas wacky Wednesday text. Need a debate settled. Let's play Mary Bleep Kill. Italian uh, food, Mexican food, or American bar food? How did you marry, date, kill with food? You can do it. Like guilty pleasure, one you eat forever, and then one you would have to toss. Okay, what were the options again? Italian food, Mexican food, American bar food. This is tough. Well, Italian food, I'm tossing. I'm not a big Italian food fan. Even regardless, whether I know pizza, I know pizza is probably involved in that, but still. Mexican is probably number one. I love Mexican food. I do. So I do. you'd kill Italian food, you'd marry Mexican food, and you'd bleep American bar food. Probably, yeah. I kind of feel like that's what I'm like. I definitely am bleeping American bar food. I mean, granted, my 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 palate for Mexican food is very simple and like eight year oldish. That's fine. But still, I mean, I, I mean, it's I still, yeah. I like Italian food. I like Mexican food probably a little bit more. That's tough. If it wasn't for pizza, Italian wouldn't even be wouldn't would just be thrown oh, off. Oh, does the pizza side count? Of... What that's about what... what about like American pizza? Oh, that's a good question. That's right. Is pizza going to Italian or American? But you don't get pizza. Well, I guess you get pizza at a bar. Yeah, it counts. I think. I mean, if it's like if it's like Italian pizza, like that's I think, one it, thing. like I'm thinking Italian. I'm like picturing like <laughs> spaghetti, lasagna, ravioli. Same. I mean, which I don't hate. I'm the problem is I'm not a big tomato sauce fan. Like even when I get pizza, it's light sauce. If if it includes like American pizza, then I'm marrying Italian food. If it doesn't, then I'm marrying Mexican. Wow, food. pizza's gonna Ameri- pizza will carry that 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 torch that hot that far. You kidding me? Imagine I mean, I life, love pizza too, but life I'm, without any pizza. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, I'm thinking pizza over tacos. That's a tough one. I tough love, one. I do love tacos. Texas says a horse name for Trevor: six feet and twelve yards. <laughs> Texas says Robert. Oh, this is a KRC text. The song TJ listens to is "John" by Little Wayne, featuring Rick Ross. I want to do a game like, what does that, what was the subject that brought up that answer? <laughs> Question, what is TJ listening to when he's wanting to get in the mood? Texas, my horse name for Trevor would be Beef and Cheddar's Up My Bleep. I just like, you, you should have just stopped at Beef and Cheddar. Texas, I've got some DK horse names. Double Entree, All Nighter, Back Wiper, 80s for the Ladies. 
Eighties <laughs> for the ladies is a good one. Eighties for the ladies is really that, good. That that's the winner. I would I would say send us your address for a prize, but you're probably afraid what you'll get. <laughs> yeah, no. nobody's gonna give us their address for anything anymore. But actually, that's a good one. I like that. That's, you wouldn't get poop on that one. <laughs> this is the oh uh, the Calliope or Calliope. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Is the steam organ atop the Delta Queen is an instrument? The what? The steam powered organ. Isn't it just called like a like a funnel or something? Yeah, that's why. That, that's why if it was a true race, the Bell of Louisville would never have a chance. Oh, because they have some kind of like steam thing yeah. that makes them go just so much They're faster. More advanced. Oh, I got you. Okay. There's this horse named TK's mom and a horse walk into a bar. Come on. <laughs> I'm I'm amazed we haven't had a my mom joke at some point in this far with the horse. What's race. more shocking that we got this far without a mom reference or not one single weed reference? The, the weed one blows my mind. Literally. I mean, it's just, I mean, somewhere, even just one. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly shocked. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad, though. It shows that I have depth in my character. Um, <laughs> There's layers. I'm not just like a walking, like, you know, pothead joke. Um, <laughs> you're not. No. I'd rather be at this point with all the other names. But. Uh, we don't have time to play this clip, so I'm going to have to, to show Oh, the one you sent me? Yeah, I sent you that. A couple other ones that I want to send, but I don't have that. Um, yeah. I don't have time. It's only 5 o'clock. Well, no, next hour we're going to play it. We, oh, have, okay. we have to go to break here. Oh, I think it meant like at all. Like... Texas, I told you all, the guy who started this, I told you all the listeners would love this segment. It's hilarious just thinking about Trevor being a derby horse. <laughs> or owning a derby horse for that matter. I mean, wouldn't that just be the derby horse that 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 that, that uh, Peter buys? Probably. <laughs> the one that just runs around and goes into the desk. Is if you could hear their their their, their sign language. <laughs> Texas horse name. Let's dig him up. <laughs> uh, Texas. The context for the TJ music text is: What little Wayne song does he listen before every round of golf? Supposedly, one people would know but not expect. TJ listens to a Little Wayne song before every round of golf. I don't know why. I think that's hilarious. I just are you picture him like Dwight in the car, like listening to Little Wayne, psyching himself up, like headphones. So I pick the world up and I'm gonna drop it on your bleeping head. If I knew a Little Wayne song, I would I would be able to help you along with this, but I I don't. I have taste. It's a hilarious visual. I heard that TJ shot 84 at Big Spring, which he was like, I know if you're a really good golfer, that may not mean. Like, that's a tough course. Like, 84 at Big Spring's very good. It's all because of Little Wayne. But I also can't imagine, like, getting myself hyped up for that round by just, like, sitting by myself and listening to a Little Wayne song and being like, let's go out there and let's break 90. Let's do it. I mean, he said, he said uh, Little John, too, isn't it, right? Um, Maybe. Does he, like, hit the, hit the ball? He's like, yeah! He asked that question just to set up that joke. That's it. It's, not, it's the only thing I know. <laughs> Thanks to Dave Chappelle. You know anything else about little uh, little John? Yeah, he was in the Usher video. He was. He was also in the song. He was. Uh, I know him from the the Skeet 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 song. A, a, a kid I played baseball with. His dad. I don't know if he's, he. I know he used to listen to the show. Phil. I hope he still does. But he had this great story where he met Little John in a bar because Phil was like kind of like he's a cowboy, and he was wearing these like ostrich boots. And Little John came over and like loved his boots. I was like, man, he's like, where'd you get those boots? Like all this stuff. They ended up just talking. And like he like went back to Little John's hotel room with him. And like they like just hung out and drank and like, yeah, like had a good time, like talking about clothes and stuff. I was like, and this is the least guy that you would ever expect to be hanging out with Little John. It's an awesome story. 
Texas says, okay. <laughs> horse name, tan everywhere, Jan everywhere. <laughs> That'd be a cool horse name. <laughs> uh, Patrick's not trying try to say that he has a KDF contact. He's telling him it's not scripted. Patrick, the race is scripted. Yeah, Patrick, come on, man. <laughs> you know what? It's just- you know, never mind, Patrick. It's still real to you. It's all real. It's all it's still real to me. Run your heart out, Bell. You got this. <laughs> we'll throw some people off board if we're going to lose this thing. <laughs> Speed up. <laughs> if it wasn't scripted, how much would we blame the captain for losing? It's like, well, this is entirely on you. I mean, if, if it was a serious race, we wouldn't be filling the boats with people. <laughs> got to win this, this thing. It's going to have to happen. All right, let's take, let's mercifully take a break here. Uh, we will come back. Five o'clock hours up next. We'll play this clip. We'll talk about the reaction nationally to what Jeff Brom is doing in the transfer portal and on the recruiting trail. And then, of course, we'll take some more nonsense text from you guys at 502-414-1450. More Trevor Horse names coming up after the break here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Try to Final hour here of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy mid-derby week. I like this song. I know. Wondering if I'm alive. I always can't help but picture like the omen though, when I hear this song. The what? The omen. The omen? Yeah. The movie? Yeah. I Because she's like, it's all for you, Damien. I did it all for you. You remember the nanny that jumps and hangs herself and breaks through the window? Kind of, but that is a, a long way to go. Because well, the name of the song is all for you. Jeez. <laughs> you think Sister Hazel was thinking of that when he wrote this song? No. Well, really? Because it was about a nun who jumped and like named Sister Hazel? Okay. I think there's a coincidence there. Okay. Um, I don't know what to say about this. We mentioned the Sky Clark tweets last. Okay. We, we've been taking a lot, having a lot of fun with the text line. People are, are sending in their their best Trevor Kelsey horse names if, if Trevor was a Derby horse. But Sky Clark, we mentioned on yesterday's show, he was responding to to somebody on Twitter who was talking about the need for guards. I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know if you've seen this, but people are concerned that we once again don't have enough guards on this team. And Sky Clark was like, "Cron Davis is a beast. He's going to handle the ball. He's a true guard." Everyone needs to calm down. Didn't spell his name right, though. He didn't. He, sp- he spelled it Corinne, uh, which is, sure. <laughs> hey, we're not asking him to spell his name. We're asking him to break down his game. He, we just need. I didn't mean that for the rhyme. But we just need work. him to tell us that he's good and we're going to be fine. Um, 
people were talking about Karan Davis. He says, big props to Coach KP and the staff for finding him, especially with the way that Juco Hoopers get overlooked because it's some dogs at the Juco level. Now, Karan Davis, he did go on, I think, Louisville Sports Live last night, and he was being asked about, like, what other schools were involved in your recruiting. And this has been a... It's been a huge mystery this entire time. It's like, where did this kid come from? How did we get on his radar? We don't have, there are no recruiting pages for him. Karan Davis said that, according to the, the, the LSL guys last night, he told them that he had interest and or offers from NC State, Oregon State, UTEP, Oregon, and St. Louis, and that was off the top of his head. So who, you know, how many of those were actual offers? How many of that is just people reaching out? But there were power conference schools that were were in, intrigued by him, if, if nothing else. Do you not like look at the like, go to their like their rivals pages or something? He doesn't have a page. Not his, but like one of their like sites to see if they mention him. Well, it doesn't work that way. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. No, you, you go to the kids' page to see the offers, and if you don't have a page, then it's it's kind of hard to track. Well, I don't know if there's like an Oregon, you know, recruiting writer or something that would that would have mentioned it at some point. You know, that Oregon's looking at. A, Juco out of Cal. Trust me, if there was something written about Karan Davis, I found it. You, <laughs> Did you go all the way to the fourth page on your Google search? I went a lot of places. I went I went to the, the ends of Google to find out as much as I could about Karan Davis. It's like my version of the black, That's the dark web. Is how like I found out that he was uh, John L. Davis's cousin from, from Fort Atlantic, all yeah. that good stuff. Like that's everything that, that I know about Karan Davis. I have shared with all of you. Well, thank I you. I can say that. that definitively, but Sky Clark is, he's big on Karan Davis. Good like way to find him. He's like, he's going to be good. And then today he's, he's coming out there and he's like, also another guard. I've been close, a, a close friend slash family with Hersey Miller since third grade. Blood wouldn't make us any closer. And I've personally witnessed all the hard work that he's put in. He'll be ready for whatever. So Scott Blood Clark wouldn't make us closer. Hyping up Hersey Miller, hyping up Karan Davis, hyping up his backcourt mates. Between this and like Nolan Smith's family members tweeting out stuff about how like we don't need like reading the tea leaves, we're not actively recruiting these guards that the fan base wants to see. Like like the staff thinks that we're good, and it does feel like the similar progression from last year where it goes from like don't worry, KP is going to get more guards. It's not going to be just LLS to like. Oh no, we don't need anybody else. <clears throat> this guy's going to be good. That guy's going to be good. This guard that we're not talking about, he's going to be good. And it wasn't right last year. I guess we just have to hope that it's right this year because it's it feels like we are. I mean, we know that we're recruiting four players right now, or at least that we were. We don't we don't know anything. I mean, we just we we, we just cannot get anything. I mean, we, we last recruit we got, we had no idea we were recruiting. Came out of nowhere. We had yeah. not heard the kid's name ever, but we we know that at least it's something. I think we know we're recruiting Mackenzie and Baco. I would hope so. He says he's going to visit next week. That seems like a pretty solid indication that we are recruiting him. We yeah. know that at one point we were at least recruiting R.J. Luis and Trey White, who both seem to still be considered Trey White's Louisville. visited, though, right? Trey White's, they both visited. Oh, Luis, I didn't realize Luis visited. Yeah, they, they've though. both been here. And then the Churchill a, a boss kid, We don't, I don't know what's going on there. Kenny went to Africa to, to visit him. So did Stubblefield, Tony Stubblefield from DePaul. He's visiting DePaul right now. We'll see if he visits Louisville. I don't know if Louisville still. I don't know what's going on. I mean, there. If they're recruiting him, then why not have him visit? But hold on, but but the four kids that we have right now, none of those players are going to fill the void that the fan base wants to see filled. Now, RJ Lewis can come closer than anybody else, 
but he's still not the type of lead guard that I think the fan base wants to see playing along or behind Sky Clark. So it just says to me that like the, the way the staff's acting, the way that the players are talking, it kind of feels like we're getting the roster that we have right now with two of the four players that we're involved with right now. I mean, I know the, the Sky Sky Clark, I'm gonna call him Sky Morgan. Sky Clark and the other players don't want to hear this, but after last year, I, I know it's gotta bother you listening hearing, you know, on social media because kids they like every their entire world is based around how they're viewed on social media, whether they're liked or not. And like I you're getting you're getting the negative thoughts from little sports fans about, you know, this guard situation you just mentioned. I get you want to defend it, but after last year, just don't. Just I don't want to hear the talk. I want to see the walk. Like I know it's gotta be hard to like hold back, but well, he also wasn't here last year. True, you know. But I mean, still, but he should. I mean, I don't know. Somebody, I I don't want to say. I I get you want to defend your, yourself and your teammates, and that's all great and gravy and awesome. But I'm just I I I, I honestly I I what, what you're telling me and 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 twenty five cents will get me a phone call. I'm not I'm not, it's not worth that much to me. Right, right, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have that I don't like him saying it. Like, I, I like I him saying it. I like the confidence. It doesn't do anything for me, but I still like it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like, I'm not swayed. So you could do without it though, right? Yeah, but like, I also, I, I mean, I like the confidence. I, I like that we have kids that are out there tweeting things. It, But like, we also had it last year and it ended up going horribly. Like, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, I'm not more, just because Sky Clark's out here tweeting, if he tweets out before the season, like, I've seen these guys play, we're going to be great. I guarantee we're going to be in the NCAA tournament. I'll like the confidence, but it's not going to do anything to shake like my beliefs. I'm going to need to see it. Like I, I at this point, I don't there's nothing that I, I think I can see outside of actual wins once November rolls around that's going to get me definitively believing that like this is going to be much, much better than most people believe it's going to be. And I say most people, I know everyone's kind of all over the place with their predictions, and we still haven't seen the roster shake out. But the talk is just, again, I can like it, but it can also not move me on where I am with this team and with this roster. Because, look, we've we've heard this before. And, but I, I also I don't fault Sky Clark for saying it. He's a new piece here. I think he thinks that he can be the catalyst to, to bigger and better things. He can lay the foundation for a brighter future for Cardinal basketball. And I'm fine with him being a little bit brash on Twitter. But... It also is not something that's going to sway me one way or the other. Um, let's talk Cardinal football. Now you get me excited. I like seeing, we mentioned yesterday the story from ESPN, all the college football writers talking about their spring portal winners. A lot of them brought up Jeff Brom. A lot of them brought up Louisville. Uh, Storm Duck got a nod as the best player in the transfer portal in the spring. Today we had a couple of things out there. David Cobb from CBS talked ACC spring football overreactions. He's predicting that Florida State's going to win the conference. He's predicting that Clemson's going to, to have a better season this year than they did last year because of the big hires during the offseason. And then he predicted, here's what he had to say about Louisville. His bold prediction for the cards was, the Cardinals will match or exceed Scott Satterfield's best win total in Jeff Brom's first year. He said, Louisville's defense won the spring game 51-30, to and that should be encouraging since you know first-year coach Jeff Brom is going to produce a solid offensive product. Satterfield moved on to Cincinnati after four seasons, and Brom, a beloved native son, has entered. Louisville maxed out at eight wins twice under Satterfield, 
but it looks like the Cardinals should be able to match or exceed that total in year one under Braum. One of the most obvious reasons is the addition of former Purdue and Cal quarterback Jack Plummer, who threw for 3,095 yards and 21 touchdowns with the Bears last season after spending four years in Braum's system at Purdue. If he could post those types of numbers in Cal's woeful scheme, he should rack up monster stats at Louisville in a system he already knows. Boink. Agree, disagree. Agree. I mean, in the short term, agree, yes. The, 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 I don't think it's out of the question to think the eight wins matching that it feels best year is in reach to Brahms' first year. For sure. Now, Andrea Adelson and David Hale, who cover the ACC for ESPN, they did a podcast talking about the spring transfer portal window, spring practice in general. They both viewed Louisville as the big winner in the spring transfer portal window. Here's what they had to say on the ACC network uh, yesterday made just now over a two-week period so they have got to be the biggest winner of this spring transfer portal window they absolutely address some key needs you see some familiar names on there Cameron Kelly and Storm Duck two from the ACC that transferred somewhere else and now they're in Louisville David I know you spent some time with the coaching staff at Louisville a few weeks ago what did they tell you about what their approach was going to be with this spring transfer portal window First of all, let me just say, Andrea, that I am thrilled to still have you here. I know a lot of other networks and shows were offering you some serious NIL money, but I know you would never <laughs> consider leaving me for anything. Uh, I appreciate it. You're, you're right. Now, first of all, we should also preface this by saying the portal window to leave a school is closed. Many schools will still be looking to add players who are currently in the portal. What you've seen from Louisville is a very aggressive nature of going into the portal, getting the guys they liked right away by Jeff Brom. When I was out there a couple of weeks ago, the two big items that were on their wish list in the portal was depth at defensive back and depth on the offensive line. I think Jeff Brom saw some real value in some of the guys that they have on the O-line, but really needed to add some warm bodies there. And the DBs, look, we've had some attrition at that position. I think adding some veteran guys uh, bolsters that unit quite a bit too. It is funny that two of those guys, as you mentioned, Cameron Kelly and Storm Duck, are on their third teams inside of the last six months. This is the new era that we live in. I do think they're good additions for Louisville. Storm Duck in particular is a guy that, you know, when you saw him a couple of years ago, you thought this guy has star potential as a freshman into his sophomore year, really has regressed. That was sort of a, a note we saw a number with a number of guys on Carolina's secondary over the last few years. It'll be very interesting to me to see if he can rejuvenate his own career at Louisville. As much as I think Louisville made a good move in adding him, I think maybe it could be a very good move for him and trying to jumpstart a career that, that has kind of been stuck in neutral for a little while. Reading between the lines there, all I heard was this from both Hale and Adelson. Playoff. Card's going to the playoff. Championship. That was my takeaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he basically said, I'll be shocked if Louisville doesn't win the whole thing this year. I mean, did I not hear the words undefeated in there? I heard Jeff Brom, National Coach of the Year. I heard I heard Storm Duck, rejuvenated career, Heisman front runner. I heard I heard something about taking taking the, the baton from Saban. I mean, I I heard that in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, Statue. I think the word statue came up. I like it. The transfer portal buzz is it, it's fantastic. I mean, let's not forget yet. Yeah, I mean, we think about we talk about storm freaking duck, but let's not forget North Carolina's defense last year. Remember how many points they gave up? Yeah, I, I think you know Cameron <laughs> Kelly 
to his credit, though, was a second team All ACC performer. Yeah. Um, he's he's played well. Storm Duck was in that Carolina you know, team as well, and then made the move to Penn State. Both those guys. It is weird that both those guys went from Carolina to somewhere else, and then went through spring, and we're like, nope, we're we're moving back. We're going we're going back. Where was Kelly? I forget where he was. He went to Virginia. That was okay. And then he came here. So I was thinking Storm Duck was the other way. I thought it was Penn State did North Carolina. No. Okay. So. Okay, I, I, that's where I got confused. No, I, I could be wrong about that. Storm Duck, I think he was at, was he at Penn State, then Carolina? I thought he was freshman at Penn State, then transferred and played last year at North Carolina, and now he's on his. But he did say three teams in like six weeks or something, so that must be, I think you must be right then. Well, no, I, wherever he was second, he went, he only lasted the spring. So either he was at Penn State and then transferred to North Carolina. No, he was UNC, then Penn State for the spring. Okay, so you're right. Okay, my bad. There you go. Storm Duck. I mean, Storm Bleeping Duck. Storm Bleeping Duck. Storm Bleeping Duck. I mean, is he going to come out to DuckTales theme? Well, he's not gonna, you don't have individual dun, songs. Dun, 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 here in Storm's world. <laughs> don't throw a pass his way. It'll be. You'll get burned. Yeah, he sees these like a hurricane. <laughs> here in Duck's world. That'd be great. He'll press your receiver. Or playing zone coverage. Yeah, who's ever doing the music, if it's DJ K-Dog or whoever this year, whenever Storm Duck makes a big play, we need the DuckTales theme. DuckTales. woo Or Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Storm the Duck. Oh, he is going to shut you down. I will I will stand up on, on my soapbox. I liked Howard the Duck the movie. I, I loved it as a kid. I, I, I probably have not seen it since it, I was like eight it, or nine. It does not hold up very well. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, there's some awkwardness with a love scene between, uh, what's her name, and, 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 a, and a toy duck. Does Howard have a love scene in the movie? He does. He does have a love scene. Because they walk in on him when they're about to. Howard's banging? Get to, yeah. He's a, Howard's about to you know, quack quack on. Yeah. And they walk in and uh, it's got Tim Robbins in it. Does it really? Yes, he plays. It's, and I forget the guy that plays the main bad guy, uh, the the one he gets uh, possessed by a uh, by an outer world demon. He's he's famous too. I forget. <laughs> and who's the girl? I'm not, why am I brain farting on the love? It's not Elizabeth Shue, right? It's been a long time since I've seen Howard the Duck. Oh, I've got no idea. How am I? I mean, if there was this time machine ever invented. Ten-year-old Trevor would come back right now and just kick me in the stones for not remembering. I think this is what most upsets you about the show today. Not Leah no, Thompson. Oh, that's right. I, yeah, I do it's a young Leah actually. Thompson. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Uh, Jeffrey Jones was the one that played Walter Jennings, the, the 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 doctor. I like that. That not remembering that made you more upset than thinking that there were twelve feet in a yard. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go watch Howard the Duck now tonight. Well, I, I mean, we came out in 1986. I'd be willing to bet you'll do that. <laughs> it's rated R. Is it really? <laughs> well, there is. I mean, again, there's a scene with Leah Thompson's in some very skimpy outfit, and, you know, she's about to see, see what he's packing in that egg. And <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Where do you want to go from here? I don't even, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. Howard the Duck. I like how there's listed Ed Gale is the suit performer. I didn't know it was a suit. I thought it was like a mechanical duck. Oh, no. I, I could tell you that. I didn't know it was an actual dude in there. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's very, very lifelike movements. Do you see that? Uh, <laughs> do you see that Patrick Mahomes is calling riders up this weekend at the Derby? 
Uh, is it really? Is that going to be a shot in the face to you? I'll tell you what. They tried, they tried their best to ruin the freaking draft for me with that crap. They came with Travis Kelsey coming out, running their mouths. And then Ed, Travis and Jason's mom come out and be like, well, I do like Travis better now. We've also, I mean, this, this, this news also comes on the same day that we find out that his brother, uh, Jackson, has been arrested on suspicion of aggravated sexual battery. That's not good. That's the guy who got, that got crap for uh, doing the TikTok the video TikToks. on Sean Taylor's like memorial or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just and also just in general, I think. Just being kind of a, a lot of people. A douche. Yeah. But, it, you know, in a wild, uh, it, it's like shocking that Jackson Mahomes has the worst news headline than his brother. I'm sure, that's never happened before to him. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just I know that I guess the Riders up thing. I feel like it should be some kind of like there should be local ties somehow. It usually is like. Was, I know there's Jack Carlos so done it. Dwayne Lucas did it before. Charlie Strong did it. Do we? Do we let Satterfield do it? I mean, how do you not have Jeff Brom do it this year? Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, I guess you could do Kenny Payne if you really want to like beg for you know people to like him despite foreign wins. But Jeff Brom not doing Riders Up is a freaking travesty. Now we've only we've only done this. Jennifer Lawrence ever done it? No, we we've only done this like since 2012. Okay. Where we've had the celebrity writers up call, which is good. I'm glad you said that because I, for the longest time I never even remembered heard of it until you brought it up, like on the show with me. It, it makes sense. I mean, we're 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 straight up copying the Indy 500, doing the whole like gentlemen, like start your drivers, start your engines. Yeah, like, it's the same thing, but it's it's a cool thing. It's a good way to highlight local ties. And yeah, for the most part, the very first person to do it though, I don't like this. It's Calipari right after they won the title in 2012. Yeah, but that makes. Uh, I, I, I'm, it did, but the first one. I don't. Like, should be do I like it? No. Does it make? Does do I do I accept it as, as like making sense? Yeah. So we had Charlie Strong was the year after that. Should have been Patino. Doctor J did it in 2014, kind of out of nowhere. We're gonna go out of nowhere with a non-celebrity locally. I love the Doctor J one. Then Teddy did it in 2015. Okay. And then I'm not sure who did it after that. That's as far then, as this list goes. This list just stops in 15. Yeah. <laughs> I know Jack Harlow did it. That's random. <laughs> Jack Harlow did it last year. Yeah. He was supposed to do it two years ago, and then there was that, the whole, like. The COVID stuff. No, the nightclub incident that he got involved with, so they I had to do. D. Wayne Lucas got brought in for that. I remember that. And then 2020, I don't know if they had somebody call writers up, because it was the COVID year. Um, and then I don't know. Before, besides that, I don't know. I, has Lamar Jackson done it? I'm sort of surprised. I mean, how can we have, I mean, how has Jennifer Lawrence not done it? She didn't like doing stuff like that. She kind of I mean, likes to stay out of the. I guess. I mean, okay. I mean, maybe she's turned it down. But I mean, I mean, how did Patino not do it at one point? Especially by in thirteen. Yeah, I mean, we gave Charlie Strong, not the guy who just won. And, and, and yeah, Brom needs to be doing it this year. You're like Lamar Jackson probably should have done it one year. Um, I've been okay with. Uh, I know. I mean, I don't know if it's on his phone, but. Uh, the the UK linebacker uh, is it Square that had the health issues? I could maybe yeah you know, yeah. I have him do it maybe like last year. I, I would have been okay with that. That that would be that would be cool. Um, yeah yeah. I just I, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. I feel like you're just they're trying to expand it. Yeah, they're just trying to make it like go after somebody big and famous. And I guess that's fine. But honestly, like outside of locally anyway, does anybody really give a bleep about who's yelling this? Oh my God, Baker Mayfield did it. Oh, now I hate it. Now I don't like this. What a what a what a step. Why did you have to bring this to my attention? Because until I started doing the show with you, I didn't know we even did this. Oh yeah, because that's how little like I or any probably majority of people cared. 
Nah, I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think you're in the majority. You're right. Probably. In most cases, I am in yeah. a minority in this one. Yeah, probably. <sighs> Baker Mayfield really did it. He did it in 2019. So the guy who the guy who that actually didn't deserve and stole Lamar's stole second Heisman. Heisman. Yeah. Got to do it, but the guy who actually deserved the only two-time Heisman, the only other second two-time Heisman winner, Lamar Jackson, didn't get to do it. I don't know if he did it or not. I'm trying to. Find, it should not be this tough to find. <laughs> I don't know who called Riders up. I mean, but yeah, it was definitely Baker Mayfield. It was definitely Harlow last year. Uh, Layla Ali did it in 2018. Okay, I can see that. I'm okay with that one. 2017. I don't know. Again, it's gotta have local. Anything short of local ties is just, just about stupid to me. Jeff Bridges did 2017. I, I don't. I like Jeff Bridges. Is that the only non-sports person that we've had? Everybody else that we've listed is is, is a Wayne Baker kind of. Uh, <laughs> it was it was Jeff Bridges. I like Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges never even played in a sports movie. There's no continuity whatsoever in these picks. Like he's not. Has he even done a sports movie? I mean, you you look at it, it's like, oh, we've got uh, you know, John Calipari, Charlie Strong. Oh, cool, they're doing local coaches, prominent local sports figure. Oh, Doctor J tossed in there in 2014. Then Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, now we're getting into the local athletes. Oh, Jeff Bridges is thrown in there. Jeff and Bridges is cool. A little Baker Mayfield tossed in the side. <laughs> then we go back. Jack Harlow, D. Wayne Lucas, Patrick Mahomes. So there's just there's no consistency here. There's not. I mean, Roush is probably going to do it next year. <laughs> Why can't I do it? Well, you're not, that was a bridge too far. Oh, come on. Roush was believable. Oh. <laughs> KSR is a big deal. Slightly offended. Um, yeah, I don't know who's going to do Riders Up after that point. I don't even know how we got on this. I don't, I don't know how this happened. We went from Howard the Duck to Riders well, Up. You... <laughs> we got to it because you were so determined to get me off Howard the Duck. I guess that's true. And so you were like, let's talk about anything else. Look, Patrick Mahomes is going to be here. I just saw the the latest. I mean, with the amount of celebrities that do come to Derby, you should be able to get Mahomes and Jeff Bridge like celebrities on a regular basis, right? Yeah, I mean, you should be able to, like, if you wanted to that tier. Like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably would do it at one point. I mean, Drake or somebody out there. I mean, he there's Drake, all, he's yeah. been to the Derby before. He came. Jordan wait. comes here. I mean, Tom Brady, Wes Welker. I mean, Drake came here though, just pretty much to shoot that music video a couple years ago. I mean, Wes Welker. I know I've heard some stories about Wes Welker's party in here in Louisville. Well, I think everybody has. Yeah. Somebody's here. Somebody's here. Not a good sign. I'm creeped out about the, I kinda the cleaning lady. I want to ask why they keep throwing away your stuff. I'm going to have some words here. In case the owner walks in and be like, ah! <laughs> the last time we had an unexpected visitor, it did lead you to you shushing the owner of the entire media group. I was thinking we were getting killed by Brandon Bender. Well, that... <laughs> the, uh, just the coincidence that we had talked about that just an hour before he randomly shows up. Here. Not pleasant terms, either. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Was it? Oh, now they're leaving. Now they're leaving. That's quite the day. <laughs> they just stole some stuff and walked on out. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> let's, just, let's, take, the rail. let's take a break. Let's take a break. Uh, five of the last segments coming up. We'll take some text from you guys at 502-414-1450. Then we'll turn our attention to the uh, the action tonight in the world of sports. Make some predictions. Write down the NBA picks because they just they're not wrong on one end here. You can go on and hear this. It's the Mike Rutherford Show rolling along here on a Wednesday on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
All right, welcome back in. Final segment here of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 the Big X. We talked last segment about some transfer portal stuff uh, regarding Jeff Brom and company. We played some clips of the national media showing some love. The flip side of that, uh, somebody sent this in on the text line. Jeff Goodman got asked for his top five winners and losers of the transfer portal so far. His five biggest winners, West Virginia number one, Arkansas number two, Nova number three, Gonzaga number four, Tennessee number five. His biggest losers, Vanderbilt number one, Louisville number two, Oklahoma State number three, Michigan number four, Arizona number five. Oh, what's the negative part? We're not number one. Finally. Like, yeah, I mean, what's... Vanderbilt's the new cow. I feel like that's a positive. We, I feel like we're, we're improving at this point. The other thing that was out there, I don't think they have a clip of just this conversation available, but they did on the, the Field of 68 podcast with Goodman and Doster. They had uh, Gary Parrish, Jeff Borzello, and Matt Norlander on today. And one of the topics of discussion was, you know, will Kenny Payne get a third year? And nobody was very confident. And, well, and they it shouldn't be. They acknowledged the fact that like, they talked about, you know, he inherited a bad roster last year and then just didn't do really anything to change it was, was their talking point. Um, Parrish seemed to, to not believe that he's going to be able to do enough to save his job in year three. I think they all kind of agreed. Uh, me recapping the conversation is not good radio, but if we can, if they do play that, find that clip, if they splice it out, I'm sure we'll, I mean, you recapping the conversation is recapping a lot of conversations. A lot of us, we, you, me, both have had and other fans have had in their own home. Sure. The last six months. I mean, I just I do wonder though I love I love it like when when like a, a national like person will say something bad about like a local team especially like UK or like the family's like well he's just an idiot he doesn't know what he's talking about I don't like, I mean you may or may not like what Goodman's perspective is on his his thoughts and processes of how, who's good and bad but I think he might be maybe right on this one a little bit. and then if the same person like likes your team the next year it's like, like he's so good Goodman yeah. says yeah he is I good. do hate when fans do that though. like they, all they do is say something. I know I'm gonna get bad rap, but UK fans are worst about that. They, they're oh, no they one. are for sure. Like, you say something because then if you say something bad about UK, it's like they're just looking for clickbait from us. That's all they want. They don't really believe it. They just want our clicks. Like clickbait's one of those terms too that just has become so bastardized. Like people, people say clickbait. Congrats, you got your clickbait out there. I'm like, I didn't. It's a tweet. There's no. Cl- there's nothing to click. My favorite is like if you if you're putting an article out there, like, how's it clickbait when yet yeah, you're wanting clicks? That's the whole. Reason it's alive, like you don't put a, you don't put something like a post in, online, and not want clicks. Well, no, but the, the, that whole point is like you're doing it solely to get like the the whole the implication is that you don't genuinely believe believe it. Yeah, yeah, you're just putting it out there because you know UK. But the thing is, like, also UK fans will click on a lot of things that are very complimentary. Like if if it's just clickbait, you may as well say. Why I believe Kentucky's going to go forty and zero every year. It's going to get a million clicks. Like there, that's, click, that's clickbait, and yeah, it goes both ways, right? They're going to eat it up too. But clickbait has become this thing where it's just like, like if I tweet something that's like, you know, a joke about UK, like, congrats, you got your clickbait, you got your attention. Like, there's it, nothing yeah. to click. There's, it, it's not. You don't even know what the definition is. I don't even have a blue check mark. I don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is, speaking of people who do have blue check marks, I saw Kenny Payne. Uh, he still has his. He tweeted out, it is J.J. Trainer's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, J.J. We mentioned yesterday, you were like, did you think Kenny Payne controls his Twitter account? I'm like, no way. No. Like, then we were like, all he ever tweets out usually birthday. is just like, happy birthday. <laughs> yep. This is a Happy birthday to J.J. Trainer. Hope you enjoy your day. No exclamation points. Oh. Not even a have a good one, man. Hope you enjoy your day. Uh, that's pretty lame. Then again, it sounds like it's a press conference. <laughs> Stop. 
Um, maybe, maybe he does run his own Twitter. <laughs> we get 20 minutes left here. If we want to hear from you guys on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Uh, going back a little bit. Texture says the Bell of Louisville needs to be like, we need more guards. <laughs> I mean. we got great steamboat race coming up at 6 o'clock. I'm feeling good this year. I couldn't even tell you. Man, I couldn't tell you when if we've won or if we've lost recent years. Is there a record of it? Oh, yeah. There's got to be a I mean, if, 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 it, if, it, if they should just have it go back and forth. No one should win more than like two in a row, right? The bell won. Well, it says the bell was declared the winner in 2022. How do you I mean? Shouldn't it shouldn't be a declaration? It should be. <laughs> there's a clear winner. It's a race. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the whole point of a race. You you are given a victor and a spoiler. <laughs> Otherwise, the race is serving no purpose. Suck it, Bell of, of Cincinnati. Eat it. Um, Do you know when the first one? Oh, this is. There have been sixty races. The bells won thirty of them. Definitely not fixed. The perfect thirty. The thirty. The first one was in nineteen sixty-three. Yeah, sixtieth year was last year. That's crazy. That's what I said. Delta didn't win the first three out of four. When they decided they needed to fix it, so. The long see the bell won four in a row at one time. The bells won three in a row right now. They've won three in a row. I wonder who has the longest winning streak. Four, four. Now in twenty eighteen, they had a three way. And the American Duchess won it. Haven't we always? <laughs> the Bell of Cincinnati was dominating last decade a little bit. I'd like to point out that the Bell Louisville 69, giggity, the 72, its four-year win streak, is the longest win streak in the riverboat history. So we're looking to tie that record. Today. Yes. Let's do it. The Delta has won two in a row. They've won three in a row. They've won three out of four. <laughs> Louisville's won three in a row before as well, 79 to 81. Well, the Delta's not even, not even happening anymore, so... But the last two years have been three ways. I, I don't know about 82. I just I was kind of scrolling. Apparently, it was a three-boat race. I don't know if you mentioned this. I, I slipped over it. I said three of the last four have been three ways. And <laughs> the boat race was the horse and, uh, horse, uh, you know, uh, boat in New Orleans. And it's N-A-T-C-H-E-Z. And when I first glanced, started off, I said the Nazis of New Orleans. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, what? They went really like WWF style. Yeah, I was like, where, where did this race come from in 82? Like they brought the heel, <laughs> like, like we're gonna bring out the foreign heel. <laughs> Last year was a three-way race, included the Bell of Cincinnati and newcomer American Countess. Welcome Ooh. to the show, B. Like boom, destroyed. <laughs> uh, two years ago was a three-way, including the American Duchess, who won in 2018. We smacked them back down to reality. I don't know why they couldn't do the race in the COVID year. It's a boat race. Like, just, There's nobody. Like, they need to have people on the boats. Just have the captain out there running that, the show. Yeah, American Duchess and that New Orleans are the only two times where a bell did not, uh, from Louisville since they didn't win. At 6 o'clock, we're going for Can't four win. in a row. Let's do this. It's a new era of bell dominance. Louisville, not Cincinnati. Let's get it done. Where's the American Duchess from? Who cares? She's not here anymore. Texas is Patrick still put his cookies and milk out for Santa. <laughs> He's a great. Kid. I was gonna make a Santa reference, but I didn't want to like. You're not supposed to, yeah. Yeah, I'm, this is bugging me where this race is. This boat is from Texas. Is, Trevor horse name, obscure reference. That's a good horse name for you. Yeah. Texas, according to twenty four seven, Cal has a higher ranked portal class at thirty three than U of L at forty one. I'm not. I mean, we have what one player in the class in the, the portal, and it's Sky Clark. No, wait a minute. No, what do you transfer portal that we got from the portal? Yes. No, we got the kid from Miami. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Where am I? Am I, am I like just like, did, 
that probably took our rating down. <laughs> I mean, really? Am I still, like, did I imagine this? Did I, did I just hallucinate we got this kid? I forgot about <laughs> it. I was like, wait a second. No, that's the only, but that's the only two, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm not shocked that our transfer portal class is. Mark Madison got a couple of guys that were well thought of. So Ooh, American Duchess of Memphis, Texas Mike, you sound like me with Trevor's mom. I like her, but she doesn't get. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. I knew there's one. That, we had, we've been missing a my mom joke for like a day or Can't two. Can't read the rest of that. Uh, Texas Jeff Brom, forty and zero. <laughs> Just never gonna lose the game. Plummy Bro one says we need to go after Grant Nelson. That dude is a hooper. I'm assuming he's talking about UK, but I also would like to have Grant Nelson from North Dakota State. Is that Greg T. Nelson's nephew? No, he's very good. There was a an unnamed former player who I will not uh, reveal the identity of who slid my DMs yesterday and was like, "This is the type of guy we need to go after." And I was like, "Buddy, you know, I can't help you there. Like, I, I agree. I, Grant Nelson is an absolute bucket. Uh, he almost averaged a double double last year for a pretty good team. I'd love to have him here. He reminds me of Baylor Shireman, who remember we passed on him last year." Couldn't get him, and everybody was like, oh, he's not going to be there. And he was pretty damn good on a Creighton team that, that almost went to the Final Four. Um, but, yeah, we're not – doesn't seem to be a guy on our radar for some reason. Although, why would you come here now? We have, like, 15 players that are 6'7 or 6'8, and that's his game. Texture says, uh, I'm just going to say, Mike, your dad, the great Glenn Rutherford, and all of Glenville would be greatly disappointed in you for not knowing what a Calliope is. I, don't, I have no idea. Sorry. Is that a big thing on miniatures? No, but it's the – it's that part of the steamboat. Yeah, I know you. Meant, I know you give it up, but I don't know how. Like, I yeah, I've got no like idea. Your dad, because like, Glenville is like like the miniature version city, right? Right. Yeah, so I would think that had something to do with miniatures, maybe. But I guess it's like it's like, I think probably just there's boats and trains on in Glenville. Well, okay, they're, yeah, they're probably on trains too. <laughs> okay. Texas says uh, Marty's mom, Leah Thompson, and yeah, Howard the Duck. This, now she's the second one. You remember the original girl that played his girlfriend in that. Uh, they replaced her. In what? Howard the Duck? No, in uh in um Back to the Future. The the original girlfriend is is I forget her name. And then at the end scene when he you know he kisses her and has a truck and everything, they actually reshot that with Leah Thompson, and Leah Thompson played the girlfriend in the second and third one. But Leah Thompson was not the original. Well, she's the original in the movie, she's the mom. No, she's the She's no, she's not. Yeah, she's the, the mom slash love interest. That you know, that's his mom. Yeah, but no, but, but, not, but not till the not till the second one. The first one's a different girl. Is it? Yeah. Okay, take your word for it. Because the dad's different too. The dad is the, the the creepy skinny guy, and they replace him in the second and third one too. Okay, because he wanted more money. Texas says uh, Jeff Brom can't call riders up. He's too busy training six of the twenty derby entries, and probably going to ride Forte shirtless. There's this Trevor's thinking about Elizabeth's shoe. Uh, is it? Elizabeth's shoe, Elizabeth's shoes in. Uh, I like Elizabeth's shoes. No, I know there was. I, this is gonna drive me nuts. Like I know she wasn't in the because they they they, they edited her out in the in the end, and add Leah Thompson to replace her. It's one of those things you're going to get a text. You're like, nailing it. It's one of those things you're going to text for me at like 10 at night. You know that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think people are going to figure it out. Uh, everyone's saying you're thinking about Elizabeth Shue. I don't know what that means. Well, text says TK horse name, Shallow Pole Vault. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Texas, oh, the, the Jeff Bridges connection was he was in Seabiscuit for calling riders up. That actually makes sense. And that movie was coming out that year, I guess. No, that's. 
that's older than that. Seabiscuit's like 09, 08, but I guess that's still the connection. Texture says uh, they probably asked Francis Sherman to do riders up this year, but then had to scramble to fill his spot with Mahomes. We did lose Francis Sherman to the transfer portal, the tight end, uh, who's maybe most known for the incredible scoreboard point that he did in, in the bowl game against Cincinnati. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to miss Francis Sherman a lot. But, you know, we, we have Josh Lifson, our show favorite from KCD, KCD stand-up, who had two touchdowns in the, uh, the spring game. So, you know, there's only enough room for you. Texas says, uh, no, Elizabeth Shue replaced Marty's girlfriend. Leah Thompson and Crispin Glover was Marty's parents in all the movies. I thought Crispin Glover got replaced. That's what okay. I thought. Okay, so that's where I'm screwing up. So Leah Thompson was the original, and then Elizabeth Shue replaced her. Yes. Okay. Replaced Marty's girlfriend. Leah Thompson and, and Crispin Glover are the parents in all the movies. I thought Crispin Glover uh, stepped away, too. I couldn't remember. Cal- Calio- Calliope is, is apparently how you pronounce it. Calliope. There you go. Calliope. Nice to know. I've literally never heard that word in my entire life. That sounds like an STD, actually. Texas, the most random <laughs> derby celebrity representatives. Cindy Lauper in 2012, not the UK NCAA championship team, uh, not the UFL Final Four team. Cindy Lauper was the Pegasus Parade Grand Marshal. The Pegasus Parade's not. That is kind of hilarious. Most random. Like, like we got Lauper. I don't care what UK did this year. When you can get Sydney Lauper, you got to take advantage. You got to pounce. How many people in 2012 do you think were like knew who Sydney Lauper even was? Enough. Like, like not the, that many. Start, like a generational, like we did. You need to move the parade back. I saw the the parade. The attendance was terrible this year. I don't think people even know that it's going on that Sunday. Worst job I ever had was working. I I, I did some extra money for the parade. And you know those like those shopping carts with all the like the crappy toys on them that sell for way too much. Like the the, the air balloon guitar, the air balloon, the, the balloon hammer, and those like corny toys like that. You know what I'm talking about? You're not listening. Kind of. Like the 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 the, the gadget crap you find at the fair normally. Okay. Like so, somebody I guess that that's, that runs one of those carts, they'd give you like he'd like for like 150 bucks just say you know I want you to sell out in a parade and sell these. Okay. Freaking nightmare. I mean, worse. I, I, like, after just a couple, I'm one, it's as hot as can be out there. Two, kids are just grabbing stuff off the thing and running away. <laughs> I mean, I'm not chasing them. I'm making a bill 50 for like six hours, okay? Screw that. You know, <laughs> hey, one time I left and tried to went to Bojangles and tried to get food. <laughs> just, hey, worst job I've ever. I'd never do it again. Never. It's well, I don't think I don't think it can be asked after that spiel. So Well, no, no, no. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm surprised the guy didn't like try to like sue me or something. Cause I think I'd turn it in. I was like, here's your cart. It was like, how much money I got? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> this minus my Bojangles lunch. <laughs> uh Texas says no. Claudia Wells was the first girlfriend. Leah Thompson was always the mom. Elizabeth Shue replaced Claudia Wells. Ah, so I wasn't totally insane. Okay, so his real well, girlfriend. still wrong. But yeah, yeah, but I knew his first girlfriend wasn't Leah Thompson. I knew it wasn't. Well, she was never, yeah, she was, she was always the mom. That's what I was okay, saying. Okay, yeah, but she wasn't the girlfriend either. Right. She's, yeah. She was always the mom in all three movies. Yeah. Uh, I thought the first girlfriend was really cute, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Texas, I'm pretty sure clickbait was originally for things like, look which famous actress was spotted naked in Central Park. It's still like that. Yeah, oh, for yeah. Sure. Like something where you need to click to find the answer. The, the sad thing is, as much as I know that, 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 that what clickbait is. And I know like when you see on a certain website, they'll have like, you'll never believe like every now and then I'm still like, ah, I fell for one last. I've got to do it. I've, I've got to do it. I fell for one last night. It was, uh, 
these things that happen in sports movies would never happen in real life. And I'm like, I know what they're going to be. And I love that one of them was like the, like the flying bee was one. Yeah. My favorite was, was so they're so bad. My favorite was Ben Brandon Frazier and the scout throwing 81 straight strikes. <laughs> I, I don't even remember that. I remember the movie. I didn't remember that being the plot line. <laughs> the worst of the one, the, the ones that like, I still like every now and then I'll get suckered in by one like that. But like the, the ones that I've, gotten wiser about like over the over the last 50 years on the internet when they're like you'll never believe which star that you that is dead that you didn't know about and it's like a picture of tom cruise i'm like well no hold on like they do that all the time where it's like this fame and then it's it, the, the actual story has nothing to do with the the person that they use in the image it's just it's total clickbait it's totally misleading the one i hate is the well who did this little kid turn out to be famous for? right like you'll never believe what this child star looks like now and then it's yeah. not even in the story because what I hate about those is I, I clicked on it one time and I still didn't know who the famous people supposedly were. Exactly. Like that's they were the like, thing. this child is this person. I'm like, I just don't know who that is. That's quick bait. <laughs> Texas, I think the hiring of Coach Ellis and Coach Owens in the secondary and the O-line changes the potential of this team a lot. They're recruiting heavily and they seem to be really good developers. It certainly sounds like it. I mean, like, I think it's cool that Brom has been honest about positions of need that he where he's targeting transfer portal help. And they've gone out and addressed that like head on. I mean, he came on the show two weeks ago and straight up said, like, you know, we're a little thin at linebacker and need some help on the, on the offensive line. We feel good about three guys there. We need to find two other starters. Secondary, we need some more depth. And then, like, in the days that have followed, boom, linebacker. Boom, three secondary players. Boom, three offensive linemen. Like, you've got to feel good about that. And, yeah, the coaching staff, I do. I mean, Richard Owens, um, bringing him in to help with the tight ends, I think will will help as well. Tight end is the one spot left where I think they really need to add a potential starter. And I know they're going after the kid who's transferring in from, from Auburn. But if you don't get him, I mean, it's going to be a guy who came here probably as a walk-on or Jamari Johnson, a true freshman who enrolled here early, who I don't know if he's going to be ready to, to, to fill that role. But they need, I think they need to add at least one more tight end who's going to play big-time snaps. And this kid from Auburn probably would, would fit that mold. I mean, I is a veteran as well. Man. Yeah, for sure. I know, I know you're going to hate when I do this, but I'm going to do okay. it anyway. Okay, going back now to something. Jeffrey Wiseman replaced Crispin Glover in, in Back to the Future 2 and 3 as George McFly. Oh, so you were right about half that. It's got it's got a little, like, Crispin, it's got it's got him halved up and Crispin Glover with a little A next to it, which means he probably, they used Crispin Glover in, 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 our, uh, in footage from the first one as well as the second one. Oh. But he was, was replaced by Jeffrey Wiseman in most of the season. And he wasn't even used in the, I guess he was used in the third one. And third one, it's only Jeffrey Wiseman. I thought Crispin Glover like asked for more money. I remember reading that. Uh, actually, the first time that comes up, Crispin Glover had a moral issue with the ending of Back to the Future. That's what it was, okay. Which ultimately led to him not returning for the sequels. Yeah, I knew there was something that caused him to leave. I mean, they, I mean, he, honestly. Was they, it the kissing the mom? Well, well, yeah. Was it the fact they hired her rapist at the end to be his like stooge and Biff? <laughs> Let's see. The ending of Back to the Future sees Biff, the high school bully, blah, blah, blah. It's implied in the ending. The implied in the ending is that the result of changing the past. Now the McFlies are rich and have been rewarded with money in addition to their moral victory. Crispin Glover took issue with the choice of having the family's actions be rewarded with wealth, believing that that sent a bad message to the audience, which is why he chose not to come back for the sequel. I mean, the fact that they they have the guy again, Biff hanging around the house after what he does in the original in the history. Yeah, I mean, he tried on to, top of that, rape the mom. I mean, at some point, don't you think Crispin Glover has to look at his wife and go, "Honey." Is there a reason why our son looks just like the guy we named him after? Yeah. There's a lot of issues with that. I mean, there's a lot. 
serious. I know. A, I didn't think about it till like much later in life, though, either, though. I, mean, I, I love the Mulaney bit on Back to the Future where he's like, they don't even explain how him and the doc became best friends. Like, so you got this kid. He's just random. His best did. friend is, you know, a disgraced nuclear physicist. Like, was it like, is he like a hey, young? No, no, no. He's Who way up there. Yeah. How did they become friends? They never explain. It's like, is he a cool kid? Oh, no. He's a huge loser. Well, so he is kind of a geek. Yeah. He's I mean. riding the skateboard. So he's his best friend, you know, he's a disgraced nuclear physicist. But is he a loser because he's in a band? I mean, like, Huey Lewis tells him he's like, too loud. Like but... This guy's trying to rape the mom. He's kissing <laughs> the mom. And there's incest here. It's like this whole thing. We're going to make three of these movies. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Texas says, Trevor horse name, poop in the yard. Poop in the yard. Texas says, Trevor horse name, Tr- Trevor's mom coming down the stretch. <laughs> My horse name could be, you pick it up. Texas says, will Louisville's non-con schedule next season be UK, DePaul, random SEC team, MSG tourney, and six games versus MEAC or SWAC opponents? No, it won't be that bad. I mean, we'll, we'll play, first of all, I don't even think we're going to be in the ACC-SEC challenge because we finished last in the conference. So we'll, one team has to sit out. It's probably going to be us. When do they decide that? I think we should be fun because they announced the the matchups for the I think the Big East and the Big Twelve are doing one this year. They announced those matchups like a, a week ago. We should probably find out in the next month or so. I, mean, I wish we, we could like have a start the season and like do something like well to start the season and yeah. like oh never mind anything. But we know we're playing UK. We know we're playing DePaul. We know we're playing Bellarmine. We know we're playing two games in that uh, Madison Square Garden tournament. And then I feel like I'm forgetting somebody that we know is on the schedule. Um, that leaves six non-conference games still available to be scheduled. So you can you can do some stuff, but um, we'll find out how aggressive they want to schedule. I mean, last year we we ducked some teams because with the the scheduled games that we had like, locked in place were so tough. Uh, I don't know if Kenny Payne will do the same thing this year or if you know, what we'll, we'll do. Texture says. Um, Never a good sign. Texas says the horse name parking lot blanket. <laughs> Texas says Crispin Glover was high and karate kicked David Letterman on his own show. And here's a video. Yeah, Crispin Glover's kind of a weird cat. Well, if he's, I mean, how can he really have like a moral issue if he's like you know, getting high and kicking Letterman? It seems like you maybe don't have an issue with the family gaining wealth at the end of that video the movie. <laughs> I mean, he was also in the the the, the Willard remake, the Willard remake, and he's he was skinny, creepy, skinny guy in Charlie's Angels. How was he? He's the guy that like pulled the head, the hair fetish. He'd always smell the hair. Interesting. Uh, we've got one NBA game tonight: Sixers on the road taking on the Celtics. <coughs> Excuse me. Celtics are eight and a half point favorite. Sixers put a shocking game one victory out. TK, who you got tonight? Eight o'clock TNT. Is Embiid playing tonight? I think he's out, isn't he? He should be playing. I mean, Boston's a better team on paper from head to toe, but that doesn't mean anything. Cause it's, not, it's not saying a lot. The East, I'm just not big on the East at all. Um, for talent-wise. I, I'm going to take Boston. No win, but not cover. Uh, Boston wins and covers. There you go. What time is this game? 8 o'clock. So I got time to get over there and bet on your bet? Make it happen. This will be the one time it doesn't hit. <laughs> yeah, I know it will. Two games in the <laughs> NHL tonight. Devils, Hurricanes. Uh, that's game one in the Eastern Conference. Oh, that means the Devils o'clock. won their game seven. Devils did win their game seven. Good, good. You're, you're right about that. I was wrong about that. Uh, Carolina's a slight favorite in this game. Who you got? Come on. Come on. Devils. Devils. You know, it's like my second favorite team, right? Yeah, you are the Because I do wear a lot more Devils. Like, I still get Devils stuff on Facebook. 
advertise. I probably have. I'm wearing Kraken now, but I think Devils and Kraken are probably the thing I. Well, I do have a few Flyers shirts, but those are the two I think I have the most of. Uh, I'm going Hurricanes win tonight. It's game one. Uh, 9.30 on ESPN. Oilers, Golden Knights, game one. It's in Vegas. Uh, I'll, I'll take Edmonton with a slight upset. Nah, I was going to do the same, but, you know, just to be uh, just to be fun. Take Vegas. Vegas. Come on, Golden Knights. There you go. Uh, I'm out tomorrow. We don't know exactly what we're going to do for the show. We thought we had uh, Rashawn Myers locked up, but he, has a, he cannot make it. A couple other people could not make it either. So, I don't know. Maybe just Trevor... Reads horse names for three hours. Who knows? But I will be here on Friday. It's a YouTube video of me at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. I'll be back Friday, 3 to 6. We'll have the normal show. It's always, it's, it's like the most off-the-rail show of all time because the Oaks, you know, like, very few people are listening. And you're you're not even paying attention. I'll be betting. You're betting, yeah. I you're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be great fun. You only, it's, like two, it's like two Trevors here. <laughs> Make it out to the track tomorrow. Say hi. We'll have a good time together. Uh Everyone have a fantastic quiz tonight. Have a fantastic Thurby. I'll see you Friday. Go Friday.